SN 1050. Tangerine Raptors basketball on TSN 1050. The Raptors live here. Well, suddenly it's all set for game three. We have the history lesson, 112-94, game one on Sunday, a loss. Game two much closer, but still a loss, 102-99. Boston has a 2-0 series lead, and so the Raptors are in a hole. Last time they were in this kind of a hole was against Milwaukee, and we know the history lesson, four straight, then uh, defeating the Golden State Warriors to win the NBA championship, so they know what to do. The question is, will they do it? Jim Taddy and Josh Lewenberg with you. Paul Jones and Sherman Hamilton will be by with their accounts and descriptions of the must-win Game 3 shortly. But, Josh, when you look back, I mean, that was a pretty good effort. Only lost by three points in Game 2, but not a very good fourth quarter. And, and, and clearly, everybody has to give more, don't they? And more for longer periods of time, Jim. You, you said it. They played well enough to win through three quarters. They certainly played a whole lot better and a whole lot harder than they did in Game 1. But they've got to be able to close it out. I mean, the fourth quarter starts, and there was already some slippage at the end of the third quarter. The fourth quarter starts, and, and Marcus Smart has his out-of-body experience hitting five threes. You don't expect him to hit five straight threes. But with all of that said, that wasn't the end of the fourth quarter. That was the beginning of it. And it didn't put the Celtics up by 10 points or 20 points. It put them up by one. This was still a winnable game. Uh, the difference was Boston's best players made big plays and made big shots down the stretch, and the Raptors didn't get that from their best players. That was the difference, and it could very well come down to that again tonight. The Raptors have to do a better job, obviously, throughout the course of the game, but specifically down the stretch, they've got to be able to execute. Yeah, and, you know, you nailed it. I mean, Smart is, is sort of the headline analysis. The guy rips off five threes in a row, and, and, and that makes a nice headline. But the fact of the matter is with the game on the line and certain uh, crucial situations, there were sloppy handles, I guess is the best way to say it, by the Raptors. And we're really not accustomed to that, are we? No, uh, we weren't accustomed to a lot of that towards the end. Uh, you've got uh, somebody like Fred VanVleet had a couple of clean looks, and normally, especially late in the game, you expect Freddie to knock those down. Kyle Lowry missed some good shots. Pascal Siakam had that big turnover stepping on the sideline. These are guys that normally make those plays, and that's the thing. Everyone likes to talk about Kawhi this, Kawhi that, and yes, okay, uh, the Raptors came back from 0-2 last year, and maybe that experience helps them. Hopefully that experience helps them here. It, it's obvious that they don't have a, a certain superstar this year that they had that helped them do that last year but all of these guys have still proven that they're capable of stepping up in big moments it, it wasn't Kawhi in game six uh, the title winning game six against Golden State in the NBA Finals that was Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry that were the the team's best players Pascal Siakam had some big moments in the playoffs last year Norman Powell historically has been a playoff hero so there are guys capable of getting it done and one two three multiple of them are probably going to have to do that tonight because as you mentioned Jim this is must win the Raptors know what's at stake here they know that the odds aren't in their favor right now of coming back from 0-2 and winning the series but it's 
doable. They've done it. They're the last team to do it. But no team has ever come back from 03. So that that's what this is about right now. Is and hopefully that's what they learned from last year and from Kawhi is that none of the other stuff matters. You you can't win two games and tie this series up. You can't come back and win the series altogether until you've won game three. That has to be the singular focus right now. And they've got to do whatever it takes to get game three, like they did in that Bucks series, the double overtime gritty grimy win um so i mean the history lesson is they're down two games to none uh but you have to sort of separate that i mean the first game was a clunker there's no question about that but but in terms of you know i guess um when you you put the two games together is there something that boston is doing that would be problematic in game three or, or do you feel that the raptors can get through that well, they're, they're an excellent team, Jim. As we know, they, they've been great on, on both ends of the floor. They really challenge you defensively. I asked Nick Nurse moments ago specifically about the Raptors shooting struggles. Specifically about the backcourt shooting struggles. Fred Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry, the two of them shooting a combined 18% from beyond the arc through two games in this series. And he said, listen, a lot of them are good looks that they're getting. He said more so Fred. Fred's getting good looks. Kyle, they've got to work to get better cleaner looks from deep, but I think credit goes to the Celtics as well. They've got these long, athletic, versatile perimeter defenders, and they've really made the Raptors work for everything, and they've certainly kept them out of transition, and that's one of the Raptors' strengths offensively is getting out and scoring in transition. This isn't easy, and it wasn't going to be. It wasn't supposed to be. The Raptors have to work for everything offensively, and in the end of game at the end of game two, it, it just seemed like nothing was coming naturally. Everything was just way too difficult. So the Raptors somehow, some way, have to find a way of generating easier looks. Maybe that means getting out in transition more. Hopefully that means hitting more open shots. And believe me, Nick Nurse is hoping that a few more of those easy points come from the free throw line tonight. He made that abundantly clear after game two. Uh, we've got a lot of NBA stuff to deal with, but first let's get in the injury report. It's brought to you by Sokoloff Lawyers. Seriously injured, don't put it off, call Sokoloff. Is it areyouhurt.ca? They only get paid when you do. And uh, the same two guys are out for the Raptors, McCaw and Brissett with a knee problem. Hayward remains out for the Celtics with an ankle problem, and Green out with a knee problem. So a couple of other things here. First of all, Steve Nash, head coach of the Nets, your thoughts on that? Uh, I was surprised by it. It sounds like a lot of people were. Even Nick Nurse told us he's a good friend of Steve Nash's, and he didn't see this coming. Uh, ever since retiring, it, it sounded and looked like Nash was enjoying time away from the game, spending time with his kids and, and his multiple business ventures. He, he was a, a consultant with the Warriors, but mostly he was enjoying the game, it seemed like, from a distance. But in this case, you get that itch, right? You, you, you want to come back and you want to be around the game. And in this case, you wanted to try his hand at coaching. You don't normally see players coming straight out of the, their playing career and going into coaching without any coaching experience. It happens, but it's rare. In this case, there's a few years of retirement in between the playing career and the coaching career. But listen, if you're going to make an exception for anybody, it's Steve Nash, one of the greatest and smartest players of all time. He's a bit of a soft-spoken guy, though, so I'm interested to see how it plays out with obviously a couple really good, but a couple of higher maintenance superstars in Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. It was a bold hire. I'm not sure. I don't know if it was a good hire or a bad hire yet, but I know it was a bold hire, and I'm fascinated to see how this plays out in Brooklyn. And reports say that Morant, uh, out of uh, the Grizzlies, is the rookie of the year. Your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, not surprising. A, a dynamic player, a fun player, and one of the big reasons why I think the Grizzlies were able to surprise a lot of people this year, and certainly the biggest reason why their future is very, very bright. If not for the injury that shortened Zion Williamson's season, then I'm sure Zion probably would have been the rookie of the year. But either way, we're talking about two of the best young players in the NBA right now in Zion and in um, in Morant. Time now for the Toronto Area 4 Dealers key matchup. Josh, what do you have? Well, I'm going to go back to the well here. I'm going to go back to the key matchup from Game 2. It was Pascal Siakam versus whoever the Celtics want to throw at Pascal Siakam. Listen, it all starts offensively for the Raptors with Pascal. That's not to say that it ends there. There are other problems, and we talked about it, the shooting struggles of Van Vliet and Lowry. But this is the focal point of the offense. Pascal Siakam has to be the guy, like he did early in Game 2, to be aggressive, get to the free throw line if he can. Obviously, it would be great if the shot is falling, but even if it's not, he's got to find a way to get to the rim, and to get the offense humming. But at the same time, I think it's on the other guys as well to be able to hit their shots, take some pressure off of Siakam. So much, it, let's let's put it this way, the, the job of an offensive player, the job of a lead offensive player is a lot easier when the other guys are knocking down their shots. So I, I do think it's a collaborative thing, but there's going to be a lot of eyes on Pascal Siakam today. Key matchup, a presentation of Ford. It's Ford employee pricing. Get over 16000 bucks in total price adjustments with optional features selected on a new 2020 F-150 Limited. Visit your Toronto area Ford dealer. Two Minutes With is brought to you by Kenny Upal and AIM Recycling. Kenny Upal now open in Newmarket and AIM Recycling. Opening soon. Make money by selling scrap metal in cars and save money by pulling parts. One convenient location. A couple of minutes now with head coach Nick Nurse. Obviously, you guys haven't shot the ball as well as you usually do, particularly your guards. After looking at the film, how do you feel about the looks that they've been getting? Is this just something you think the law of averages will take care of, or can they be getting better looks? Well, I think I think you can always be getting better looks, Josh. I think our readiness and prep to shoot's got to get better. Uh, I, th- I think um, just kind of in general, the looks that um, Fred got were pretty good. He got a lot of pretty good ones. I didn't think Kyle has gotten great looks, so I've got to do a better job of getting him some some cleaner looks for sure. I also wanted to ask you about the Steve Nash hiring. What was your reaction when you heard the news today, and how do you think he'll do as a head coach? Uh, it caught me off guard, that's for sure. I've, I've uh, known Steve for a long time and, I've had, and, and talked to him quite a bit and I've talked to him quite a bit recently. <laughs> Um, so he kept it all. He kept all that to himself, close to his chest. So that caught me off guard. But uh, he'll, he'll be great, man. He's one of the, he's one of the greatest players ever, and um, and for sure, uh, you know, I consider him a, a friend of mine and, and wish him well. In game two, the second and third quarter, you guys played. I'm sure the kind of defense you'd love to play for longer stretches. When you looked it over, what did did you see in the second and third quarters that you could really build on? Well, it was just it was just pretty sustained, Michael. I think you know, and it was it was challenged. I mean, even even some of the the plays in the fourth were, were those were challenged shots, man. They weren't they weren't like we were we were um, a million miles away from some of those you know shots. Um, but we did you know we do have a few breakdowns. We did we did lose them a little bit in transition. We got to do a little better job of 
locating and transition threes um, throughout the game. I think we get, you know, we just can't, there's just, you know, each possession's critical. We just got to make each possession, each possession tough. And we've done, we've done, you know, pretty good job of that, but there's been a few too many, a um, few too many where we haven't. So we got to, we got to trim those down and eliminate them. And, and when you looked at the game and broke it down, did you feel better? Like, you know, did your move, did your move kind of, were you kind of encouraged by what you saw or did you, or did you kind of go, wow, okay, <laughs> we really got to step I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think, um, you know, it really, you know, I, yeah, I felt better than game one for sure. At least, mm-hmm. at least we came out and played, you know, game one, we didn't show up. So we certainly played and competed and, and did a lot of really good things and had our chances in games two, but just, just couldn't, couldn't get the ball to bounce our way. The obviously your your top six guys are going pretty well, but when you get to seven, eight, whoever you pick for eight, there's a bit of a drop off there. Are there better matchups you can get? Do you think for those guys like Norm and Terrence or Rondé or Chris, whoever comes in there? Well, I I would say I probably was uh, a little too quick with Norm the other night, Doug. I didn't give much of a chance. Um, you know, I I probably take the responsibility for that one i gotta i gotta give him some a run to get a chance to go and and uh for whatever reason i was quick to to get him out of there and then he you know then he just kind of happens to be in an unfortunate few minutes of the game right that looks looks um you know it doesn't look look good for some of those guys that are playing off the bench although the first stint in the first half is you know was pretty good for for you know i thought chris played well right um there but uh, Got to give Norm a, a run. We really need we really need Serge. Obviously, Serge has been solid, but we need you know we need Mark and Serge to man that position between the two of them, right? Um, both ends of the floor. That is Nick Nurse getting set for Game Three against the Celtics. Two minutes with was brought to you by Kenny Upol and Aim Recycling. Kenny Upol now open in Newmarket and Aim Recycling opening soon. Make money by selling scrap metal in cars and save money by pulling parts. One convenient location. By the way, the role of Sparky the Barking Dog was played by Sparky the Barking Dog. So Raptors down two nothing. Bucks down two nothing. Show of hands and Josh, I don't see yours raised. You did not think that was going to happen. No, um, I, we, we all thought and, and continue to think, I, I, I believe, that this will be a competitive series. It, game one was, was a surprise. Nobody expected the Raptors to come out flat in that way. Game two, when, I, when we pictured this series, and obviously a lot of people have been waiting for it for a long time, it, that's the sort of game that you envision. With, with two great teams, evenly matched teams, like this, you you envision a competitive game, probably low scoring, a, a lot of physicality. In the case of game two, a little bit of uh, exaggerating of contact, a little bit, a few, a few notable flops, including one that cost Marcus Smart uh, $5,000. Um, but you, you, you believe that it's going to come to the end, and, and that's something that Nick Nurse talked about going into the series, is that you, these games are going to come down to the wire. You've got to be able to execute down the stretch. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens tonight. The Raptors know that they needed to do better, that they need to do better late in close games. They've historically bounced back. They bounced back in terms of the effort in game two, and now they have to bounce back in terms of the result because they know it's at stake. Their season's very much on the line here. 
Uh, just a quick thought before we let you go. I mean, this is bubble basketball, and so there's no change. The Raptors are not going to Boston down 2 nothing, but they are in the bubble. It's been an emotional time, and, and sometimes uh, when you lose your momentum, and, and they clearly have, it just doesn't come back. I don't think anybody's thinking that way, but it is possible, isn't it? Well, well, that's an advantage there is that you don't have to travel now and, and go and deal with a hostile Boston crowd. Remember the Kawhi Leonard question in Milwaukee last year after game two, that loss? Where do you go from here? And he said, quite literally, uh, well, I'm going back to Toronto for game three. Well, they're, they're not going anywhere today. Actually, they're going across the court to the opposite bench. But aside from that, they're going back to the bubble for game three. I love that from Kawhi, though. And that's people had a good laugh there, but he, he wasn't being facetious. That's literally the way his mindset works and that's something the Raptors have to take from him I mentioned that earlier is that that's the way they have to approach this here a singular focus don't think about game four or game five or what you've got to do to come back and win this series Kawhi was only thinking about game three last year against Milwaukee and all the Raptors can be thinking about right now is how do we win game three seasons on the line this is it Josh, thanks very much. We'll talk at halftime. And so uh, the Raptors getting set for game three against the Celtics watching on TSN 4. And if you're driving home, you can do that. I was watching the warm-up, and I saw Marcus Smart in the corner behind the back three. That was much less negotiable than Kawhi's buzzer beater against Philadelphia last year. I mean, it went right in. So I I don't know if he's dialed it or not. We're going to find out. You're listening to Tangerine Raptors Playoffs on TSN 1050 at tsn1050.ca. Time now to go to our play-by-play crew, Paul Jones and Sherm Hamilton, and guys must win, all in caps. No question about that. Well, no, definitely no question about that, James, when you think about it. And Sherm, just a note here. In each of the past four seasons, 2016 to 2019, at least one NBA team has won a best-of-seven playoff series after trailing 2-0. Portland did it against the Clippers, and Cleveland did it against the Warriors, both in 16. Boston against the Bulls in 17. Cleveland against the Celtics in 18. And Toronto last year. So there's hope. It's not, it's not the way you want to do it, but there is hope. There's always hope. As long as you have to play games, there's always a chance, and I think that the Raptors believe that, and... You know, this series isn't over. The Raptors put themselves in a tenuous situation, but it's definitely not over. And I think they've got to approach this game. We hear this all the time. Approach it like it's a game seven. Well, that's hard to do because logically you know it's not a game seven. But if you're able to play with a certain level of urgency, a certain level of determination, and play a bit more aggressively than normal and try to act like it's a game seven, you have a chance to really take control of this game early. You saw in game one, they struggled in the first quarter. That's where the game was decided. In game two, we saw the Raptors have a much better first quarter and ultimately played well for the rest of the game until that pocket in the fourth quarter to begin when Marcus Smart went nuts. So I think they understand what they can do against the Celtics team, and they did that without Kyle making a three, without Fred being very good in terms of the offensive production we're used to. Norm Powell wasn't who he was. Pascal wasn't who he was. So... They were in that game without their key guys doing what they normally do. So I expect the Raptors to really be confident in this game, understanding if they, if they get everybody involved in playing at the level they're used to, they should have a chance to get out of this game 2-1 to one instead of down 3-0. Well, sure. Look, let's face it. 3-0 is a death sentence. And it's going to happen at some point. But right now, I don't want to be the team that's 
the first out of 138 to try to come back. It's funny you say that. I said that to my daughter, Genesis, today, and she's like, well, somebody has to break the record at she's some right. point. She's right. She's right. And some, I mean, we watched it go in baseball when the yep. Yankees, fi- Yankees finally let one go to Boston, and people, there's a, there's a whole documentary on it now, how Dave Roberts stole second base, and that triggered it. But if I'm the Raptors... I don't want to. Dip, I don't want somebody looking back and saying, "Well, it was a Van Vliet three in the third quarter." That ter- no, no, no. Right. Give me two one. Yeah. And I'll take my chances from there. Absolutely, and and that's obviously that's what the Raptors want to happen as well, because they don't want to go down, oh three and have to battle up that hill. So there's no question their mind is locked in on making sure that they get this game tonight, and then you move forward and figure out how you approach game four. All right, Raptors starters, and no change much to what people were speculating about. OG Ananobi, Pascal Siaka, Mark Gasol, Fred Van Vliet, and Kyle Lowry. The Raptors starting lineup brought to you by your Ontario Subaru dealers. Fall back into adventure at your local Ontario Subaru dealer. Discover rates from as low as 0.5% on Subaru vehicles, well-equipped for all seasons. Raptors will wear the black tonight. Boston will wear the green. If I'm Boston, I would have stayed with them green with the alternate, with the black. I agree. Raptors have been trying everything. They're red. They were white. Now they're black. They win the tip. And the opening tip-off brought to you by Maple Toyota. It's Maple Toyota's birthday, and they're giving you the gifts this month. Buy Buy any new vehicle and receive a free gift. Red tag savings continue with rates from 0%. Raptors win the tip, and on the first play, Kyle Lowry goes to the hoop and careens into people, gets it to go, and that's a good start, Sherm, as the Raptors will have a chance for a three-point play. Yeah, that's a great sign for the Raptors, Kyle going downhill, and again, your best players have to take control of this game early. The same thing happened in game one, and he didn't get the call on the first play, so let's see. If this augurs well for Toronto. Kemba Walker, jumper far side, no good. Rebound, Daniel Tice has hurt Toronto with his rebounding. Smart three, no good. Rebound, Gasol pushes Tice off, and the Raptors will bring it front court. Already an offensive rebound on the first possession for the Celtics. Not what you want to see. Gasol, short jumper on the free throw line on the elbow. Good. 5-0 Toronto. A little spurt from the Raptors to start the game. And you see Kyle score, you see Marcus Saul score, which is something that the Raptors really need some offensive production from. Jalen Brown, jumper, top of the lane, good, 5-2 Toronto. Here comes Fred Van Vliet up the middle of the court. Raptors in the black, working left to right. Gasol, three, far side, aggressive again. This one long on the back rim. I'm good with it, though. So am I. He's shooting it with conviction, sure. Absolutely. Jason Tatum, front court, into the lane. Kick to Tice, deep, three, near side, no good. Rebound, Gasol to Lowry on the run. Goes right at Tatum, lays it up, and they got a goaltend as Tice tries to chase it down. But Raptors get the two, playing with pace early, Sherm pushing the basketball well transition is where the raptors really struggled in game one game two a better job with 17 transition points but i really think the focus right now is downhill aggressive as possible in the open court and make boston have to guard you in a numbers game 7-2 toronto boston front court in the green from right to left 
Jalen Brown sidestep three in the air. No good. Pascal with great D. Wow. Didn't go for the fake. Here comes Lowry. Runs it front court. Pull up three. Back rim. No good. Rebound out of bounds into the bench. The Toronto bench. Nick Nurse clapping his hands, pointing at Kyle, saying, that's okay, man. Take that's that right. shot. That's right. Let it fly. He didn't make a three-pointer in game two. He cannot stop looking at the rim from the three-point line. You're due. As though my dad would say the only thing due is rent. That's true. Lowry gets the rebound. Here comes Toronto. Leading 7-2. Van Vliet, near side, right wing. Backs out way above the arc. Kemba Walker in a stance in front of him. Van Vliet, three, no good. What Worked around the Gasol screen. Here comes Boston. 9-32 first quarter. Smart. Pull up. Off balance shot. No good. Flopping. Flailing. For people that hit me on Twitter and said there was a gentleman... And he's one of our one of our uh, loyal listeners, sir, Robert Fenton, out in Calgary. Robert, they fined Marcus Smart for his flop uh, in the last game where he ran into Siakam, had no chance of blocking the Van Vliet layup, and just tried to get a call. They nicked him in the wallet. So, but that's not going to stop Marcus Smart. He's been flopping from his days back at Okie State. Well, you're right, and, and let's get it straight. He does flop. But he is a very, very integral part of what the Celtics do on both sides of the basketball. I take him on my team. Absolutely. But, again, I like the fact that you find him for trying to actually fool the officials and make it seem like an almost detracted from the Raptors. It was a big situation in that game as well. 7-3. Smart makes one of two. Raptors front court. Lowry drives, bounces off, Tice floats it up and in, and a foul. Kyle Lowry straight to the 10 and gets it down. He's got two, and he says, hold on, a coupon in my back pocket for a chance at one more. Wow, Kyle's all business right now. Nice drive down the lane, gets engaged by Daniel Thice. He uses the pump fake and lifts Daniel Thice and steps through and gets enough contact as he got to his right hand to flip that shot up in for the and one situation but Kyle is aggressive and we talked about this be aggressive all the time stay in downhill mentality attack 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 eight of ten for for the for Lowry's got eight of the Raptors ten Boston back with a running layup by Jalen Brown 10-5 Toronto 8-58 first quarter Gasol three up top that one not even close back comes Tatum Bill, the pacing is good. Kyle made sure to flatten out the defense a bit. That gives Marcus all the opportunity. Gasol over to challenge. Oh. The layup by Tatum missed everything. I mean, it hit the backboard, came out the other side, and Daniel Tice there for the tip-in. An unorthodox tip, but Boston, as well as Toronto's playing, is only down 10-7. Yeah, OG had great inside position, and just unfortunately, Tice with his length was able to reach over the top and just get a finger on it and tip it in. Lowry drives to the hoop. Blocked out of bounds by Jason Tatum. I mean, Tice tipped that one at OG's shoulders. Yeah. OG had the body on him, was doing a good job boxing him out. Raptors inbound. They missed the shot. Back comes Boston. 8-10. First quarter, and now Lowry called on the foul on the crossover by Jalen Brown straight away coming right to left. Brown moving from right to left on the crossover. Yeah, one of those fouls that you don't want to come and bite Kyle later in this first quarter. 
Walker into the near corner. Jalen Brown drives into the lane. Kicks it back. Lowry there. Saves it to Gasol on the baseline. Here comes Toronto. Eight minutes. First quarter, 10-7 Raptors. Gasol down the lane for a two-handed jam. Mark Gasol raising up and two hands for safety. Jams it down. 12-7 Raptors. Well, they were going into a screen and roll, and Kyle rejected the screen, so Mark just cut down the middle of the key, and Kyle was able to put a bounce pass right to Mark Gasol's back leg where he's able to pick it up and finish it with the dunk. That's a great catch, and right yeah. now, Lowry and Gasol are in this. Okay, man, this is business time. Yep. Walker deep three, good. Kemba Walker makes it 12-10. Raptors leading Boston. Game with a quick pace. Not quite frenetic. But it's up there. Seven and a half, first quarter. Siakam on smart. Backs him down. Kick to Lowry. Lowry drives. Gets to the free throw line. Spins on Walker. Floats it up and in. Kyle Lowry makes it 14-10. He's got 10 of Toronto's 14. Little bully ball there. Kemba trying to help out on the Pascal post up. Kyle gets the ball and just spins on him. Puts his body on him. Is able to move him back and shoot him over the top. Tatum straight away against Van Vliet. Works right into the lane, floats it up, no good, tips it up and in. Tatum still calling for wants a foul, nothing there. Here comes Toronto with a 14-12 lead, left to right. His length just so effective when he gets around the basket over the guards of the Raptors. Siakam wheels into the lane, had a good look, couldn't get it down over Jalen Brown. Back comes Brown into the lane, kicks to Smart. Deep three up top, no good, rebound Lowry. 635 first quarter. Lowry to Van Vliet. Pull up three. Far side. Rattles. Doesn't go down. A good look. Boston coming front court. Kemba Walker into the lane. Bounces off Siakam and they got the foul on Pascal. And man, that was a bailout. It looked like Walker just hurtled his body into Siakam. But Pascal will take the foul. And Pascal with his hands straight up in the air. Didn't seem to drop his hands when there was contact. And Kemba really just went body hunting on that play, not necessarily to make a basket. So interesting to see. That's, that's going to be Pascal's second foul early in this game. 6.25 first quarter. Let's take a break. 14-12 Toronto. You listen to Tangerine Raptors playoffs across the TSN radio network. Back in Toronto, Paul Jones, Sherman Hamilton. You heard from Taddy and Lewenberg. You'll hear from them again at half. Sherman will make an appearance in the postgame with former Raptor assistant, and NBA assistant coach Tom Sterner manning the dials, keeping us on the air as always. Radash Vandy and Natasha Shivraj. They have, they don't miss shots. They're always here. Consistency <laughs> is the key with those two. And no flopping either. I mean, no, no, no. They don't flop. No, no, they're not. They're not uh, no, no, they don't. They're not trying to get calls. They're not. The Raptors give up a call there. Siakam on the drive, uh, trying to defend the drive, Sherm, and the foul. Kemba Walker kind of hurtling his body into him. But Kyle Lowry means business early on, and he's got 10 of Toronto's 14, and he is in attack mode. Well, he is, and and right now hasn't made a three-point shot. Only taken one, but I'll take the aggressiveness. I'll take the downhill mentality. I'll take get two feet in the paint, seek that contact finish through the contact that type of mentality that rubs off on your team and and you're going to get other guys to follow suit and that whole condensed boston's defense packed him in the paint 
those three-point shots on kickouts are going to be much more available and much more wide open once Boston continually has to react to the dribble penetration. So it's 14-12, Toronto, Kemba Walker on the line. Got a couple of free throws in the offing. New experience for Kemba Walker in the second round of the playoffs for the first time in his career. Kemba's a good player, man. He's such a good player. And he, to me, is a better fit in Boston than Kyrie Irving ever was. Much. Knocks in two free throws. Game tied at 14-6-20 first quarter. Van Vliet, far side, left wing. Raptors in the black, moving left to right. Lowry calls for a screen from Gasol. Works right. Weaves back to the left, into the lane. To Gasol, lays it up and in. Takes the body from Tice. Wants the foul call. Didn't get it. But Toronto goes up 16-14. I just like how Kyle patiently kept Marcus Smart on his back and kept Daniel Tice engaged while he found Marcus. Back comes Boston. They knock in a jumper to tie the game at 16. Lowry back for Toronto. Jalen Brown blocks the layup attempt. Here comes Boston. Brown. To Shemi Ojale into the game. Now to Kemba Walker straight away. Five and a half to go. First quarter. Walker drives right. Gasol helps. Walker into the lane. Lays it down to Tice. Puts it up. No good. But the foul going to be called on Lowry. And again, we talked about that early foul that Kyle got. Now, along, well, unless they called it on Fred Van Vliet, that could be Kyle's second foul, which puts him in the same situation as Pascal Siakam. Sixteen apiece, five twenty-seven to go. First quarter, Tice free throw good. Boston has its first lead of the game. Okay, the foul is on Fred Van Vliet, so Kyle still has one foul. You don't want to curtail his aggressiveness right now. No, and even with a second foul, taking him off the floor is a problem. If he's on the floor, everybody can still stay aggressive with him, but when he's not on the floor, you don't want that energy to not be readily available. Lowry back. Toronto trailing 17-16. Van Vliet. Drives, now backs off. Jumper in the air, good. Freddie splashes it home. A long two, 18-17. Raptors by one, 5-0-5, first quarter. I like putting Daniel Dyson these screen and rolls. He's hanging back. He's giving up that jump shot. And right there, Fred Van Vliet was able to knock it down and force him to have to make a different decision. Powell takes the foul on Kemba Walker. They ran a little high rub. Norm jumped out on the switch. And Kemba Walker throws the head back, gets the call, and goes to the line for two. Raptors over the limit. First free throw good by Kemba Walker. Yeah, Norm Powell really struggling. Averaged 17.5 points per game in the first round against the Nets. He's only scored 14 points in two games of this series. So definitely want to see Norm Powell 
get more aggressive, hunt the basket, especially in transition. He's, he's very good when they head man the ball of attacking and seeing what the defense is offering. That's something that the Raptors desperately need. 19-18 Boston, Ibaka into the game. Kyle Lowry lays a solid screen on Jalen Brown to try and free Van Vliet coming from right to left, near side to far side on a flex cut. I mean, that was a John Stockton-style screen, man. Hey, when guards can set good screens, it really impacts your offense in a very, very precision kind of way. Opens up space, passing lanes, timing is better. Tice runs into Lowry, and they've got him for a foul. And Lowry said, go and check, because his, he threw his elbow up and got me up under the chin. And Kyle is all over Rodney Bott. He's moving that right elbow up and down. Ooh. And we get to see the replay, and he does get Kyle in the face. I don't know if he knew Kyle was there, though. No, I don't think he did, but yeah. the way everything's being reviewed, sure. Supposed to review it. You know, it's it's. Uh, if I could draw the hockey analogy, you, you're responsible for your stick, man. Well, I, I don't think that there will be anything on a review, but at least look at it. Kyle was on tight. We're going to see if this meets the... James Capers, the veteran, over to look at it. Can you hear me now? Yes. I don't think Daniel right Dice knew he was there. No, I don't think he did either. I, I, I don't think there was any intent, malicious or malevolent intent there. But at the same time, I mean, we've, you know, we, we see things being reviewed. They have the technology. They're going to make sure they get it right. And you get a little break. Yeah. So Raptors and Boston in game three here with Boston leading 19-18. That was, I mean, slow-mo makes everything look worse, but right. Kyle took that one up in the chops. Oh, yeah. He got hit, no doubt about it. But you could almost see Daniel Thice when he felt the contact kind of look and be like, whoa. What was there? What was there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But again, putting Daniel Thice in screen and rolls, take him off the court, put him in all kinds of bad situations that force him to make quick decisions and expose his mistakes, and that, that downsizes the Boston Celtics when he's not on the floor. Mark Gasol has started each of the Raptors' six playoff games this year. Let's listen in. We're going to have Laurie shoot two, and then we're going to take the ball out, free throw line extended, reset the shot clock to 24 for Toronto. So there you have it. Wow. Flagrant foul on Daniel Tice. So Kyle gets two. Raptors will get a fresh 24 and then the ball back. Wow. That's interesting. I mean, from our perspective, it didn't look like it was a flagrant one, but hey, the replay center has made their decision. Lowry knocks in the first one, short on the second one. I was going to comment, Sherm, that Marc Gasol has started each of the Raptors' six playoffs games this year, but it's averaged only 6.3 points per game. The second lowest scoring average in this year's playoffs among players that have started six games. But he's already got six tonight. That's a good sign. Powell up top to Ibaka in the lane. Spins, puts it up. Blocked by Tice. Ball out of bounds. It'll stay with Toronto. And Tice got up quickly there because Serge bounded up and looked like he had a sure deuce. Serge got the shoulder into Dice and knocked him back, but Dice did a good job 
quick reaction, getting back into the play, able to block that shot. I'd rather see Serge dunk that, finish that harder on the basket. Don't give Dice a chance to get back involved in the play. Van Vliet up top to Ibaka. Dribble handoff, Powell. Bumped by Kemba Walker as Norm tried to use the screen from Ibaka. It wasn't really a dribble handoff, as I call it. More of a kind of pistols action, a quick short pass. And Norm looking to turn the corner. Nick talked about how they needed to get Norm going. He'd had a couple of tough games, and Nick actually lamenting not going back to Norm, and they've given him a little run here early on, Sherm. Yeah, and they know the value of Norm and what he brings to the situation and the importance of also getting that bench going consistently, playing at a high level. Norm has proven his value, and, and when he's playing at a high level, when he's making plays, he just alleviates so much pressure off the half-court offense with his aggression in the open floor. Boston brings it front court, turns it over, outruns OG Ananobi, bounces off. Semi Ojale can't get it down, but is fouled. Game tied at 19. OG Ananobi will go to the line for two free throws. He was terrific last game in trying to will Toronto to that win. Well, it was good defense by Norm Powell cutting off Marcus Smart as he tried to attack, and that made Marcus Smart bounce the ball off his foot, and Kyle picked it up and was able to headman it to OG. And OG's almost able to make the and one, just misses that shot. But again, the defense doing what it's supposed to do, creating and leading to a strength for the Raptors, which is the open court. And they've been doing a good job in this game, not necessarily scoring in the open court, but playing with enough pace that eventually should create opportunities for them. Well, Sherman, just waiting for a breakthrough if you're Toronto. 2019, Ananobi makes one of two. Four minutes to go, first quarter. You've put enough effort in in game two for a win, and you're doing it now, but yet Boston's right on your tail. Yeah, you just can't stop. You can't relent at all. Kemba Walker drives the baseline, lays it up and in. Boston back in front, 21-20. We go 345, first quarter. Van Vliet, kick out top. Powell steps into a three, got it down the bottom of the well. For the general, Norman Powell, Raptors up. 23-21. Almost a turnover there as Kyle tried to bounce it to Surge in the paint. It's all the way to the far corner. And Norm gets a recipient of a pass from Fred for the three. Deep three from Shemi. Ojale goes down. Boston up 24-23. 3.15 to go first quarter. And that's your point. Raptors make a three. Boston comes right back and knocks one down. Lowry off balance. Jumper didn't ha quite have his legs under him. Near side right wing from 16 feet. Back comes Boston. Tatum into the lane. Now backs out. Oh. And they got the foul called on Norm Powell. Yeah, Norm just just a mental lapse there. Surge had Jason Tatum under control. Giving Norm time to catch back. And Jason Tatum just gave a little bit of a shot fake. Norm left his feet. And Jason Tatum was able to just get enough contact and go up for the shot. Norm's got to be more disciplined than that when Serge has done his job to kind of corral Jason Tatum. Sure, we talk about help so much in the NBA defensively. There are times when you can overhelp. Absolutely. The Raptors do it. And, and it's one of the things where it's the positive problem. Yes. 
Guys are trying to do the right thing to get to the spots to help their teammates. Sometimes they overhelp an extra defender. Sometimes they're there way too early. But those are the correctable things. And it's unselfish of them to want to play like that. So it's not a bad thing at all. 25-23 Boston. Ibaka in the lane. Broken circle straight away. Jumper gets it down. Game tied at 25. 240 to go. First quarter. Jalen Brown took a walk in the near corner left side. Tried to shake OG Ananobi and got both feet going. Turned it over on the travel. And we will take a timeout. Game tied at 25. 238. First quarter. You're listening to Tangerine Raptors playoffs across the TSN radio network. We're in Toronto. The game taking place in the bubble in Orlando. Raptors in Boston. Eastern Conference semifinal game three. The Celtics up 2-0. But as we said off the top, every year since 16, at least one team has come back from 2-0. Milwaukee Bucks clinging to that hope as well, Sherm. Absolutely, and, and we talked about this when Orlando won the first game against Milwaukee in the first round. And one of the questions were, are you worried about Milwaukee? I am worried about Milwaukee. Yeah. I think they're a bit shaky. I think they're 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 in a position where they understand the expectation. I don't know if they feel they can fulfill it, and that's a dangerous position to be in right now. Giannis, I mean, as good as he is and as good as he played in their last game, I don't like how that game ended. Yeah, you know, I, I thought it was it was it was difficult to see a game come down to that. Sherm, just to me. Milwaukee has not been the same team since they went down to the bubble. I don't know what. what, It doesn't pass the eye test, the smell test to me. And then I think, and again, expectation is something, man. Like, yeah, all the conversations have been in the bubble. It's been about the Lakers, the Clippers, and Milwaukee coming out of the East. Well, I'm not sure Milwaukee is able to do that with the way that they're playing right now. And Miami, look, they're taking no prisoners. They're a rough-and-tumble team. Jimmy Butler is doing what he's doing, and great production around him as well. 25 apiece. 225 second quarter. Raptors and Boston tied. Ananobi, near corner. Drives on Jason Tatum, gets into the lane, puts it up, blocked by Robert Williams III. Shot clock at four. Van Vliet drives. Siakam deep three. No good. Rebound. Robert Williams the third. The young man has played big for Boston off the bench. He definitely has. He's he's very mobile. He's active around the basket. And offensively, he's done some very good things in this series as well. Boston ball front court. Under two minutes to go first quarter. Wanamaker drives into the corner. Grant Williams three. No good. Rebound. Williams keeps it alive with his length over Ibaka. Boston has another possession. Kemba Walker step back, gets Norm in the air, puts it up, score it, and a foul. As Norm Powell went for, that's the classic Kemba Walker wearing out the break. Sherm forward, backwards, stopping, starting, gets you in the air, the herky-jerky, and you pay for it. Well, he hit him with around the back and then attacked him in a step-forward move with the left hand. And then pulled back and pump faked, and Norm left his feet, and 
and Kemba's able to get enough contact and get that shot off around the free throw line. But now this is another possession where Norm leaves his feet. He's got to be more disciplined. That's three fouls on Norm right now. Raptors down 28-25. Minute and a half to go, first quarter. Ananobi drives, kicks it to Van Vliet. He had a layup and passed it to Fred, who was floating to the corner and couldn't get it down. Throw it away. Give it to Boston. Well, you're right, and, and Williams was right there, and he saw the size, and he decided he didn't want to challenge it, but he was right at the rim, had a chance to lay it in, and just decided otherwise and sailed it out of bounds. Boston front court coming right to left in the green uniforms, leading 28-25. In the lane, Jason Tatum, 12-foot fall away, no good. Rebound, here comes Van Vliet. Minute eight to go in the quarter. Ibaka, three ball, near side, no good. Rebound, Jason Tatum. Brings it up the right side, far wing. Leans over on the dribble. Drives on Ananobi. Kicks it cross court. Wanamaker drive, floated up, and in. Well, Williams did a good job of sealing Serge Ibaka as Wanamaker was driving to the basket, and that really rendered Serge as the primary help defender ineffective Lowry up top 45 seconds first quarter Raptors down 30 25 Kyle into the lane to a cutting Van Vliet floats it up no good rebound Fred kick out Ananobi three good under duress OG drops a three splash it in the bottom of the well Raptors cut the lead to two 30 28 big shot by Ananobi well good job by Fred knew he missed that shot fought for that rebound was able to kick it to the far corner to OG Walker, near side, right hand to the middle. Kicks it to Tatum, drives into the lane. Slides to the basket, can't get it down. Raptors come back, eight seconds to go in the quarter. Van Vliet drive, and they've got the offensive foul on Fred against Kemba Walker. A little bit of a scramble play right there, and Fred kind of made up his mind around the three-point line that he was attacking, and Kemba Walker stayed in there was able to draw the charge unfortunate because the basket went in would have been a good end one situation kind of hopefully to jump start fred instead he picks up the offensive foul boston brings it back last shot time walker deep three got it at the end of the quarter kemba walker has come up big on the last two trips 33 28 boston leads after a quarter kemba walker has 17 points in this first 12 minutes. Yeah, two of three from the three-point line, but that situation, end of the quarter, full court, screen at half court, Serge has got to know he's got to press up and not give Kemba space to knock down that three-point shot. Let's take a break. Second quarter when we come back, Boston 33, Toronto 28. You're listening to Tangerine Raptors playoffs across the TSN radio network. Second quarter about to start, 33-28, Boston leading Toronto, Paul Jones, Sherman Hamilton, Radash Bandy, Natasha Shivraj behind the glass at our TSN studios here in Toronto. You'll hear from Jim Taddy and Josh Lewenberg at halftime, and as well as Toronto played, they're still shooting only 42%, two of nine from distance, Boston shooting 50%, and they've got a five-point lead. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult situation for the Raptors. They came out aggressively. They played, I thought, better basketball than the Celtics. The Celtics made plays, though. Every time the Raptors scored, the Celtics were able to provide a response. And this is one of those mental battles that the Raptors are going to have to go through right yes. now. They probably feel like they should be up by more. Sure. So how do you overcome that? How do you recognize that you got to stick to the game plan? you got to continue to fight. And I think the experiences from last season have to come into play now where they understand it's a 48-minute game and it might not feel as good as it should right now, but if they stick to what they're supposed to do and execute, they'll get the results that they want. So Raptors down five. Kemba Walker with a big, I mean big first quarter. 17 points for the little man out of Yukon. Boston ball coming front court right to left. Raptors in the zone. Jalen Brown drives, kick out, wide open three. Wanamaker no good. Rebound Ananobi up high. Here comes Toronto in the black, left to right. Lowry, Matt Thomas, Ibaka, Siakam, and Ananobi. Siakam up top, on the bounce, drives left, into the lane, kicks to Lowry, three ball near side, no good. Rebound, Robert Williams the third. Kicks it ahead to Jalen Brown. Out there with Tatum, Wanamaker, and Grant Williams. Tatum in the lane, lays it up and in. Got the step, got Ibaka airborne. And Boston has a seven-point lead, 35-28. Yeah, Jason Tatum with great patience on that play, knowing he has a shot blocker in Surge, plants with two feet, and gets Surge to bite on that, and he's able to let him fly by and lay it in. Lowry in the lane. Kick out, Ananobi, three in the air, got it again. OG knocks down a three, splash it home, keeping Toronto close, 35-31 Boston. In a game that had a lot of difficulties in the first, fourth quarter, OG had a great third quarter for the Raptors in game two, scoring 11 of his 20 points in that quarter. Tatum into the corner. Jalen Brown drives into the lane. Kick to Williams. Swing to Wanamaker. Three seconds. Robert Williams got caught with the paint drying under his feet. Turn it over. Give it to Toronto. Sherm, that's where the unselfishness almost hurts you. Your big man's in rebounding position, waiting for some waiting for some goodies under the basket maybe, and the ball keeps moving around. He gets nailed for three seconds. Well, you're right, and credit the Raptors' defense for scrambling in order to get that three-second call. And Anobi goes up under the hoop. Got it blocked. Here comes Boston. Brown, far side to Williams in the lane. Kicks it back to Brown, right wing above the arc against Matt Thomas. Drive, step, back, jumper in the air, no good. Rebound Ibaka. Outlet Lowry up the near side to Siakam in the middle to Matt Thomas. Shot fake, escape, dribble, three in the air, no good. Grant Williams was right on his shooting hand. I would have liked to see Matt Thomas take that first shot on the initial closeout. Stepping to the side is not going to give him much of an advantage. Tatum drives. Ibaka contests the shot, misses the layup. 9-40, first half, Raptors down 35-31. Ibaka pulls for three straight away. Rattles, back rim, front rim, backboard. Here comes Boston. Wanamaker faked at him, and that caused Serge to pump fake one time, forced him to reload, and just not able to have the touch to knock that one down. Brown into the lane, floats it up for Robert Williams. Too high, turnover, here comes Toronto. Siakam on the run, grabbed by Grant Williams, 
and Pascal will get two free throws. Hopefully that'll help Pascal just kind of get some some energy into his game offensively, really struggling again in this game. But Serge with good defense, able to force that turnover. And Kyle headmans the ball to Pascal, and Pascal gets wrapped up. They're going to need Pascal to play at a very high level if they want to achieve the goal of repeating as champions. And Pascal really hasn't been able to find that stride in this series. And the Raptors are suffering because of that. The problem is, you all we all know it's in there. We've seen him play yep, at a high yep, level. Yep. Now as the, the main guy, can he consistently perform at that level in the playoffs? And, and that's the challenge he has yet to meet. First free throw good from Pascal. Second one in the air, down also, 35-33 Boston. 9-10 to go, first half. Siakam on the board, his first two points. Marcus Smart to Tatum, near side, left wing above the arc, guarded by Lowry. Tatum works to the middle, kicks to Brown. Ibaka with the closeout. Tatum now, step back on Van Vliet, long three, good, tough shot. By Jason Tatum. I wonder how tough it is, though, Jonesy. He's got such a height advantage. If he creates any space, unless Fred or Kyle disrupt his collection, he's got a free look at the basket. So the Raptors bring it back, and Lowry called after he got into the lane for steps. Wow. Yeah, Kyle trying to attack, and just they're saying he just drugged that pivot foot as he tried to gain and slow his momentum down to a full stop. Tatum, front court. 38-33, Boston, eight and a half to go. First half, Tatum crosses over, runs into Lowry, no call. Smart misses the three in the corner. Ibaka blocks the Robert Williams putback. It goes out of bounds off Williams. It'll be Toronto ball, maybe a play to energize them. Great job by Serge. He actually missed the box out, but was able to contest that Williams shot and block it, and it went out of bounds on William. Raptors back, and get two back. Lowry, 8.07 to go. 38-35 Boston. Tatum straight away, guarded by Matt Thomas. Into the corner, Grant Williams. Back up top to Tatum. Drives on Lowry into the lane. Kick to Jalen Brown. Three ball, no good. Far side. Rebound Siakam. Great scrambling, switching defense by the Raptors there. Siakam drives, and they got an offensive foul as Grant Williams took the charge. Man, Sherm, guys are guessing. They're not move, They're not set. They're moving, and they're still getting the benefit of offensive fouls. Yeah, and it looked like Pascal got to the left side of Williams' body there and didn't look like he took that one square at all. So, interesting. So, Pascal picks up a foul. Nick Nurse is going to challenge that. Sherm, I mean, we're old school. You had to take it in the chest with your feet planted. That's how they... Would look at a charge. Let's take a break. We'll give you the review results when we come back. Boston leading 38-35.
You're listening to Tangerine Raptors Playoffs on the TSN Radio Network. Raptors in Boston locked up in Game 3, 38-35 Celtics. 7.44 to go until halftime. Will you hear from Taddy and Lewinberg? We got a challenge. Siakam was called on the offensive foul against Grant Williams. Nick Nurse said, nah, man, I need you to look at that one or else that's my guy's third foul. Difficult one, and, and, you know, we've seen these challenges be used more strategically in the bubble. Uh, It's just one of those things where Pascal doesn't have that rhythm. The last thing that Nick Nurse needs is to have to plant him on the bench for the rest of this half and have him just get more disconnected potentially from the flow of the game. So we're getting a look at the slow-mo replay. And it looked like Grant Williams actually took the contact more on the left arm, left shoulder area than anywhere else. I mean, again, back in the day, if you've got head and shoulders even with the point of contact, that's going to be a block. Right. Definitely different now. And now... They got it a charge. The challenge is lost. So is the timeout. Three fouls on Siakam. Nick Nurse leaves him in. Smart. Up top. Boston and Green working right to left. Against Ibaka. Drive. Step back. Jumper short. Rebound Lowry. Hustles up the middle of the floor. Kyle all the way to the basket. Floated up and in. Tough shot by Kyle Lowry. Goes right through Jalen Brown's chest. Lowry with 15. Toronto trailing 38-37. The little man that had issues last game, Kemba Walker and Kyle Lowry are saying, no, not tonight. I'm only off once. Get my groove back right now. That's what what good players do. They find a way to figure things out and, and have impact, especially after poor performances in their eyes. Smart, up top, guarded by Siakam. Gets it to Tatum, guarded by Thomas. Spins to the baseline. Jumper in the air. No good. Rebound Thomas. Not Thomas out there for a lot of this second quarter. Lowry. Near side. Right wing. Pull up three. Over Tice. Short. Rebound Jalen Brown. Here comes Marcus Smart. 6.45. First half. Grant Williams standing out of bounds. They went inside to Tice. Kicked it into the corner to Williams. Who was standing with his heel on the sideline. These players are so wired to look to the three-point line. They Fred don't even was, pay attention to the hoops Yeah, sometimes. well, Fred was fronting Daniel Dice. A huge advantage. The ball is tossed over his, Fred's head into the middle of the paint, basically under the basket, and Dice doesn't even look at the hoop. He kicks it out with a one-handed pass to the far corner. Got to look at the basket, and the Raptors are fortunate that he didn't. Van Vliet, one of four, two points, brings it front court for the Raptors. From left to right, Toronto in black. Lowry to Ibaka, has it knocked away as he went midair to pass it, and Tice brings it back for Boston. To Jalen Brown, to a trailing Tatum, drives into the lane, floated up to Tice for the alley-oop jam. Boston up 40-37, 6-15. First half. And that hesitation of Kyle when he went up for that three-point shot, you don't want it to be because of the fact that He's missed 
multiple three-point shots, and now he's he's probably consecutively missed over 10 in a row going back to last game. So you don't want that to get into his head and have him make decisions like he did to leave his feet and then lose the ball. Ibaka tries to get it to Ananobi. The pass was a rocket. It hit the bottom of the backboard and then clocked OG Ananobi on the right side of the face. OG trying to collect himself under the basket. I mean, the shot looked like it, from our replay angle, sure might even hit the rim, the bottom of the rim, and then came straight down at OG. Yeah. Looked like it got him in the right eye. Smart. Far side, right wing on Ananobi. Crosses over into the lane. Rides him to the basket. Ananobi with the block from behind. Great job by OG with the rear view contest. Absolutely. Lowry kicks to Ibaka. The pass too tight through his hands. Turnover to Boston. Walker to Brown. Drives into the lane. Floats it up and in. Jalen Brown takes it strong. Boston up 42-37. Tough possession there, Kyle. Another turnover. And then Jalen Brown just running it down their throat and laying it in. Ibaka deep three. No good. Rebound Jalen Brown. We tick inside five minutes first half. 42-37 Boston. Walker down to the baseline. Comes out the other side. Kick it up top. Jalen Brown drives on Powell. Stutter dribble. Kick to Smart. Shot fake. Drive. Inside Jalen Brown. Lay it up and in. Raptors bent out of shape. Nick Nurse wants a timeout. Yeah, definitely needs to get his troops to kind of gather themselves right now. Offensively, empty possessions with turnovers. Defensively, they're trying to chase the pass. Two players, two Raptor players trying to defend the basketball. Poor communication. A lot of things out of sync right now for the Raptors. So let's take a break. Raptors trailing. Boston has opened its biggest lead of the game. 42-37. Sorry, 44-37. Celtics, you're listening to Tangerine Raptors Playoffs on the TSN radio network. 44-37 Boston. 4.49 to go in the first half. The biggest lead of the game for Boston at present. And Toronto working hard, Sherm, but it just it's like Boston has that little bit extra right now and quite frankly have had all series. Yeah, the Boston Celtics are really showing a resolve and an ability to weather things and, and find out ways to to just stick around, you know. It's it's one of those things that you see in the mature maturation process of a team that's trying to figure out how to get to the next level. When your game is not at its best, when there really isn't game flow for you, how do you just hang around enough? How do you stay positive? How do you make enough positive plays to keep yourself in the game and not continue to dig a hole and Boston was able to do that in the first quarter and now we're seeing them by putting a lot of pressure on the Raptors and some poor defensive decisions by the Raptors getting them into foul trouble really create some situations where the rotation for the Raptors have been out of sync offensively I don't like the feel of the Raptors right now in terms of in the first quarter it was aggressive it was downhill even though they weren't making as many shots they were still pursuing the paint. Now we're just kind of seeing them float on the perimeter, not really decisive in terms of what they're doing offensively. 
Well, Boston certainly has them on their heels right now. Thanks for tuning in wherever you might be listening across the TSN radio network. Raptors down 44-37, 4.37 to go. First half, Van Vliet on the drive. Pull up, jumper at the free throw line, no good. Rebound, Kemba Walker. That's good individual defense right there. Rodney Mott blowing the whistle as they head up court. And they've got the foul, a technical foul on Fred Van Vliet. Fred a little boisterous in his protestations with the non-call. He probably thinks that he got fouled on that last possession where Kemba Walker got into his body and enforced Fred into basically a turnaround jump shot at the free throw line. So Boston tacks one more on their lead. 45-37 in Sherm. Dangerous time. Yes. You know, Boston endured it in game two when the Raptors went up 12. How do you weather the storm and not allow the separation to be continual? Well, that's the key right now for the Raptors. And, you know, we could look at this game in the fourth quarter, but it could happen right now if they're not careful. Jalen Brown up top, right side, left side, near wing. On the bounce, into the lane. Foul line jumper, good. Boston by 10, 47-37. Yeah, a little cat and mouse game there by Jalen Brown and able to kind of snake his way to under the free throw line and knock that shot down. Van Vliet drives to Gasol, into the lane, runs into Tice, powers it up and in, and a foul. Marc Gasol trying to keep the Raptors in it. He's going to the line for the old-time three-point play. Well, it was a catch-and-go for Marc Gasol. He didn't try to settle, set a screen. For Fred Van Vliet on the bounce pass, he put the ball on the floor immediately and attacked Dyson. And Williams came over to try and help, and too late, and it ends up being an and-one situation. But the ability to just go, not catch, set, survey, and then make a move where the defense is locked in, just attack on the pass and make sure the closeout defender, who was Daniel Dyson, has to make a decision. And that time, he wasn't able to make the right decision. So Toronto gets two back. Mark Gasol scoring the ball a little bit tonight. Uh, he's got eight points, misses the free throw. Boston by eight, 3.45 clock running first half. Celtics in green coming right to left. Tice to Tatum. Steps back, three in the air, short rebound Powell. Norm coming downhill. It's one on four, so he backs it out. Boston's transition defense has been very good in terms of not allowing the Raptors to get very many opportunities. Van Vliet out near center against Kemba Walker. Works left, weaves to the right, into the corner. Ananobi, three, no good. Rebound, Lowry has it. Kicks to Ananobi. Short jumper in the lane, good. OG with about a 14-footer in front of the free throw line straight away. 47-41. A good offensive rebound by Colin on the miss. OG's cutting to the basket. Kyle's able to drop it off. Four straight for the Raptors. Walker far side. Ananobi picks it up, knocks it away. And Boston will have to inbound in their backcourt with nine on the shot clock. 2.53 first half. Good activity defensively by OG. And sometimes you never know who's going to be the difference maker. And OG's got that feel right now. He's the only one offensively who you're looking at and saying the rhythm feels good for OG. Deep jumper is good. As 
Marcus Smart knocks it down 50-41. Toronto down nine. 235 first court, first half. Van Vliet back with a three, splashes in the bottom of the well. Fred gets that three back. Raptors down 50-44. Good job. A little flare screen for Fred Van Vliet, and Marcus Hall delivers that pass on time on target. Smart, a runner, far side, down the lane. On the right wing, 52-44 Boston. 2-12 to go. First half, Boston by eight. Biggest lead was 10. Van Vliet to Gasol, back to Van Vliet. Fred to Gasol into the corner. Ananobi, three, no good. Rebound, Tice. Good look for OG right there. Just unable to to finish that good look from the corner. Lowry almost had the steal on Kemba Walker, who drives into the lane, kicks it back. Ananobi with the steal. OG front court to Van Vliet. The pass at his shoe tops. Fred still picks it up and drops a deep three in the bottom of the well. I think he caught the Celtic defender off guard. The pass was low, as you said. Added shoelaces. He scoops it up. And the defender doesn't close the space. He knocks it down. Deep three by Boston. No good. Raptors down five. Minute 20 to go. First half. Van Vliet drives on Tatum. And the change of direction, the change of speed, draws the foul. Yeah, good job by Fred there. He hits one three on Jason Tatum. And then this possession, he's able to use the fact that he just knocked down the three to his advantage. And as you said, change of pace, change of direction, able to get by Tatum, and Tatum has to follow. 115 first half, Toronto down five. Van Vliet to the top of the key, three in the air, no good. Went to the ground, didn't get the foul call. Here comes Boston. Tatum on the bounce, working with the Tice screen, floats it to Tice in the lane, looked like he walked, no call. Brown into the corner. Walker, off-balance, runner short, rebound Gasol. Outlet Van Vliet goes right at Jalen Brown, and Brown blocks the shot. Well, Norm Powell on the closeout on Campbell Walker nearly picks up his fourth foul, and that time Fred Van Vliet just not able to get into Jalen Brown's body, and Fred's saying he had his hand on me, and we see the replay. He does have that left hand on Fred's shoulder, kind of keeping the distance. Gasol, three on the inbound, no good, long rebound, Kemba Walker. Wide open look for Marc Gasol, and he's unable to knock it down. he got to make some of those shots at some point. Tatum puts it on the ground, drives, lays it up and in, and then handles the ball after, and Kyle Lowry and Van Vliet saying, hey, I mean, we're a fast-break team. That's how they slow it down. And even though they're right, I just don't like the body language and the constant conversations that we're seeing them have with the officials. Lowry drives at Tice, puts it up, no good. Here comes Jalen Brown. Tried to go for a two-for-one there, and Kyle misses that layup right at the rim. 20 seconds, first half. Walker up top. Powell in front of him. 10 seconds. Walker to Tice. Into the corner to Smart. Drives baseline. Cut off, kicks it up top. Walker, three, beat the buzzer. Again. Kemba Walker restores the 10-point lead, 57-47. Boston leads by 10 at recess. Kemba Walker ends the first quarter with a three, ends the second quarter with a three. The Raptors 
struggling to get Boston under control, and Boston continues to play with poise on both sides of the basketball. Sherm, that is a terrific point, and what I wanted to ask you before we go to break. You and I have both been on the floor in different situations in the Raptors' shoes, where it seems like the harder you try, the harder you punch, that guy absorbs it, and he punches back just as hard. And you're fighting, but there's a disheartening attitude kind of creeping in and you've got to keep flushing that out expunging that and keep throwing blows but you're down 10 you cut it to four all of a sudden it's back to 10 either you believe in what your team and yourself can do or you don't and this is where it really gets tested how mentally tough are you to stick with the game plan you can't go rogue now and try to figure things right. out on the fly right stay within the system and continue to grind it out, especially on the defensive end. That's where most of the change can occur. 57-47, Boston up 10 at half. Taddy and Lewenberg up next. You're listening to Tangerine Raptors Playoffs across the TSN radio network. Tangerine Raptors basketball is on TSN 1050. The Raptors live here. 20 seconds, first half. Walker up top. Powell in front of him. 10 seconds. Walker to Tice. Into the corner to Smart. Drives baseline. Cut off. Kicks it up top. Walker three. Beat the buzzer. Again. And that's why it's 57-47 for the Celtics at the half of game three. Celtics with a 2-0 series lead. Jim Taddy and Josh Lewenberg with you. I mean, the real meaning behind that that uh, buzzer beater is that the Raptors were down by 10, and they took a long time and a lot of work to get it to 5, and then, boom, in seconds it goes back to 10. That has to be, I'm not going to say demoralizing, Josh, but that's a tough hill, isn't it? No, you can say demoralizing, Jim. It, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's crushing, but listen, uh, the Raptors have had issues closing quarters all series long, and then twice again tonight with Kemba hitting a buzzer beater towards the end of the first quarter and then at the end of the second quarter. But while the, the Celtics deserve a lot of credit, obviously, for the way they're playing right now and throughout these first two and a half games, the Raptors are beating themselves in a lot of ways. And let's, let's talk about specifically the buzzer beater from Kemba in the first quarter. Fred Van Vliet with the shot clock off final possession or so they thought he dribbles into traffic gets called for a charge giving the ball back to the Celtics and then Kemba hits that three so I mean listen a lot of the time it comes down to making shots and obviously the Raptors aren't doing that right now if the threes start falling then this is a very different series this is a very different game but the room for error at this stage of the playoffs and against this good of a team is already very small then if you're not hitting your shots, the room for error becomes even smaller. And then on top of that, the Raptors are making a lot of errors. And that's the problem. You have Norman Powell who pick, picked up three fouls in the first quarter. All three of them were varying degrees of terrible fouls. Uh, if, if the Raptors are going to complain about the free throw disparity as they did after game two... They've got to stop fouling, and they've got to make smarter decisions on both sides of the floor right now. It's not just defense. Offensively, um, they, they've taken some bad shots and made some bad decisions. Uh, they've got to be a lot smarter. They've got to play a lot smarter in the second half here if they're going to save their, their season. And obviously, they've got to hit some shots as well. 
Yeah, I'm sure it's 50-50 on this, but I mean, clearly, uh, you know, I agree with what you said about the Raptors. Uh, on the flip side of that is the Celtics are in their face. They will just not let them get comfortable, and that is a determined Boston effort, isn't it? It is, and they've defended hard and defended consistently throughout the series. They've got all of that length and that size that they use to clog up the lane. And then while you might think if you're one of the Raptors players, especially one of their smaller guards, you might think that you've got a good look from three, and against some teams it might be a good look from three. But the thing is Boston closes out so hard, and they've got those long defenders, the long arm of Tatum, the long arm of, of Jalen Brown. They come racing out at you, and then all of a sudden you're not as open as you think you are. So while the Raptors, absolutely, they're, they're missing some clean looks that they need to, to knock down, that they've knocked down before, but... The Celtics are making it really difficult for them. And that's just the, the threes that we're talking about. Even around the rim, nothing is easy. And I think Fred Van Vliet is a good example of that. You look at one of the ways he was able to burn the nets and obviously his shot was falling but he was also able to get to the rim and that's obviously a big part of his game as well as his dribble drive and his ability to get to the rim and finish around the rim but right now there is no daylight there uh, just uh, around the the last few minutes of the the half there driving in and getting blocked by Jalen Brown it's frustrating and I get it if you're the Raptors right now you, you use the word demoralizing and it's a good word because I, you sense a lot of frustration from the Raptors, but you, you can't, if you're Toronto right now, season on the line, you know what's at stake, you, you can't get frustrated, you can't get demoralized, you have to keep fighting, you have to keep defending first and foremost, and you have to stick to your process knowing that if you move the ball and you execute offensively the way that you're used to and the way that you're supposed to, you're going to get those good looks, and hopefully the law of averages will kick in and you'll hit those shots eventually. You just can't get in your own head right now, and you can't allow some of these frustrating things that are happening on both sides of the floor to take you out of your game and your, your headspace. Uh, let's talk about the rotation. Strict seven, and, and obviously Matt Thomas got in for, for six minutes. Does that surprise you at all? No. I mean, if the Raptors continue to shoot as poorly as, as they are, Matt Thomas seems to make sense at this point, and even he can knock down his, his good look from three. Remember, he, he sort of, it seemed like, that's sort of what I was talking about, is it looked like he had that clean look, that clean shot when he caught the ball, and then a Celtic defender comes flying out at him, and he has to put the ball on the floor, hesitate for a moment, take the shot, and it was a rare miss for Matt Thomas. That's just sort of the way that it's been going. But, yeah, I mean, with the season on the line here, sort of similar to the way it was in the playoffs last year, you know that Nick Nurse is going to lean on his tight rotation on his seven guys, the seven guys that, I mean, maybe this is appropriate because that was a story going into the season. Despite all the depth that they ended up finding out they had, they went into the season with seven guys they trust and they might go out of the season with the seven guys that they trust. Yeah, you, you can try some of the guys off the bench here and there. Boucher we saw the other night. Terrence Davis got a look in game one. We haven't seen much of Rondé Hollis-Jefferson in this series. I'm not sure that he helps you with the shot making. But at the end of the day... I mean, the guys that get paid the most, the guys that are, are the, the, the highest profile players, their best players... It, it's on them to sink or swim. I think that's what, if if Nick Nurse and the Raptors are going to go out, they're going to go out swinging with their best guys. A quick thought. I mean, the game started well, but it was all Kyle, wasn't it? And I was a little alarmed at that in that, I, you know, obviously he was buying some time and doing what he had to do to get everybody going, but, but the chemistry just wasn't there for the rest, was it? 
Well, I mean, Kyle can't be doing too much more than what he's doing right now to will the Raptors and to keep them in this. So you're right. He got off to that great start, scoring eight of the Raptors' first ten points. All eight of them came in the restricted area or at the free throw line. And if I'm not mistaken, all 15 of his points right now have come in the paint or at the free throw line. He's missed all four of his threes. So, I mean, if you're... And we haven't even mentioned the name Pascal Siakam. Perhaps we should do that considering how important he is. We've just sort of forgotten about him as it seems like the Raptors have here too. As it seems like he's forgotten about himself and the way that he played early on in the season. He needs to be better and he can take a page out of Kyle Lowry's book where, listen, the shot's not falling. It's not falling for a lot of guys right now. What do you do when the shot's not falling? You attack, attack, attack. Find other ways to score. Push the ball up in transition. Uh, find a way to attack mismatches. Get to the get to the paint, get to the line. Um, Siakam needs to find a way to do that in the second half. The Raptors can't win a game in this series. They're certainly not going to come back and win this series unless Siakam is a whole lot better than he, he's been in the first half tonight and, and then he's been in the series so far. Josh, thanks very much. The Raptors' first half stat is brought to you by your Ontario Subaru dealers. Fall back into adventure at your local Ontario Subaru dealer. Find great rates from as low as 0.5% on award-winning Subaru vehicles. And just going to throw some numbers at you. Outside shooting for the Raptors, 5 of 22, 28, uh, 23.8%. Personal fouls, 3 for Pascal, 3 for Norman, and uh, 2 for Freddie Van Vliet. And uh, clearly... Uh, just not able to get over the, the hill that is the Boston Celtics, but they have a half to do it, and who knows what happens if they do that. Then they would cut the series deficit to 2-1, to one, down 3-0 and oh as well. The history is there. It's not good. You're listening to Tangerine Raptors Playoffs on TSN 1050 and tsn1050.ca. Second half about to get underway. Toronto Raptors trailing the Boston Celtics. 57-47. It continues, Sherm, to be an uphill climb, an uphill grind for the Toronto Raptors as the harder they fight, the harder the Celtics push back. Yeah, the Celtics has definitely responded to everything that the Raptors have thrown at them and had an answer for everything the Raptors have tried to do. And it's one of those things, as we talked about leading into halftime, how do you find what it takes to not go off the rails, not keep it together, how to stay within what the team needs you to do, and collectively have that mental toughness to understand that this is going to work out. And this team has shown it time and time again over the course of last season and this season as well. So the expectation is that they're going to come out this third quarter and really try to establish some things early on both sides of the basketball. Look, they're struggling offensively. They're shooting 38% from the floor, 22% from the three-point line. Those aren't the numbers that are going to get them a W unless their defense is off the charts. And right now, Boston is shooting almost 48%, so that's not working in their favor as well. Well, let's see what the Raptors mount in the second half. Boston will have the ball. In the green, the uniforms that stand the test of time, the Kelly green with the white trim, Boston coming left to right, leading by 10. Smart gets it to Tatum down the baseline, kick up top. They swing it. Walker punches into the lane. Jalen Brown, corner three, no good. Rebound Ananobi. Outlet the Raptors. Here comes Van Vliet to Gasol. 
Backdoor cut Siakam shakes free and lays it in on Jason Tatum. Pascal, first field goal of the game. Raptors cut the lead to 57-49. Good action as Tatum tried to deny him. Pascal able to shake him and go back door, and Marcus Marcus Hall delivers a pass over the top. Tatum into the far corner. Brown swing to Walker, a piece of the ball on the block on the closeout by Ananobi. Here comes Toronto. Siakam to Gasol. Now to Ananobi, down low on Kemba Walker. Ananobi, kick out Van Vliet. They swing it. Siakam three up top. Rattles, doesn't go. Rebound, run down. Ananobi has it. Tries to pass it to Siakam, and it's kicked by Boston, so it'll stay Toronto basketball. Great hustle by OG Ananobi. Yeah, I was going to say, I like what I'm seeing from OG, and this is kind of what we talked about in the first half. OG's the only guy that seemed to have that calmness and that ability to deliver consistently in the first half on both sides of the ball. So hopefully he's able to continue to do that and create these pockets of comfort for the Raptors. Van Vliet near side, left wing. Raptors in the black coming right to left. Siakam backs in on Kemba Walker right under the basket, lays it in. That's two straight buckets for Spicy P. Raptors cut the lead to 57-51. Oh, they'd dearly like to see him get going, Sherm. On balance, a solid move. Didn't try to run through Kemba Walker. Saw the help side come, made a good decision. Tice, free throw line, jumper no good. Flat-footed rebound to Gasol. 10-15, third quarter. Van Vliet, stutter dribble all the way to the hoop. Floated up, no good. And they say stay here on the foul. As Marcus Smart got Mark Gasol right in the rib cage. On the left side, trying to block him out. And Fred Van Vliet kind of kicking himself. That's the kind of shot that he makes, a little floating shot. He also thought maybe Dice slapped the backboard and might have influenced the ball. But the Raptors have a bit flown. What do you say? Run, stop, run? Siakam misses a deep three. That's how you come back, Sherm. You know it. Run, hold, run. They've got a little bit of a run going couple straight buckets they've got a couple stops they need one here tice to smart three ball far side good marcus smart knocks it down boston stretches the lead to nine 60 51 lowry drives near side gets into the lane bounces off tice like a pinball and lays it home lowry's got 17 Raptors cut it to 7, 60-53. Nice crossover move on Kemba Walker and is able to attack and, as you said, get his back and shoulders into Dice and just move him to create space for a shot. Smart offensive foul. Dribbled around the screen, had Lowry on his back, and then extended the arm, trying to keep Kyle away. Kyle selling it. Yep. The same way Marcus smells it, sells it. I was about to say Marcus Smart cannot complain about that. No. The amount of times that he's been the guy who initiates that acting. Van Vliet near side, left wing above the arc, between the arc and the hash mark. The Siakam mid post extended. Jumper on Jason Tatum, no good. 14 footer straight away, good look, couldn't get it down. When you're getting these stops or turnovers on the other end, you have to capitalize, and the Raptors are letting those possessions slide. Lowry strips the ball from. Jalen Brown and referee James Capers calls the foul. Kyle not liking the call. Well, Kyle thought he got all ball on that play. Timed it pretty well, but James Capers, the official, is saying that he got more of the forearm and wrist 
than the ball on that play. So Jalen Brown will go to the line for a couple of free throws. It, it feels like the game is, is kind of in this holding pattern where you're waiting for the Raptors to have that explosive run where Boston has to call a timeout because they've reduced the deficit and maybe taken the lead. But the Raptors just haven't been able to consecutively, after getting a stop or creating a turnover, score the basketball, put points on the board. They've let Boston off the hook for a bad offensive possession by not scoring on the other end. 61-53, Boston. Jalen Brown makes free throws. Siakam jumper long from the top of the lane. Ananobi keeps it alive. It goes to Lowry. Finds Van Vliet. Deep three, no good. Rebound knocked away. Boston has it. I'm not going to call these shots rushed, but I think they could get better looks if they move the basketball. Walker down the baseline, near side, reverse layup, no good. Gasol rebound, outlet Van Vliet going at Marcus Smart, drives him, floats it up and in. Fred in transition, finally gets an easy one. 61-55, lead cut to six. And Fred still upset that no fouls called even on that play, but a good transition opportunity off of good defense as Marcus Gasol contests Kemba Walker on the reverse layup. Headman's the ball, and Fred in the open court able to finish with the left hand. Need more defensive-offensive possession combinations like that. All right, let's take a break. 61-55 Boston, 8-15 third quarter. This is Tangerine Raptors playoffs on the TSN radio network. Back in Toronto. Games in Orlando, but the cast of characters is here. You heard from Taddy and Lewinberg. You'll hear from Taddy and my broadcast partner, Sherman Hamilton, as well as former Raptor assistant Tom Sterner after the game. Radash Vandy and Natasha Shivraj keeping us on the air. Raptors trying to mount another run, Sherm. 61-55. They've got the Boston lead that was 10, down to 6. And that's a positive sign, and, and this was one of the few possessions where they, we saw them get a stop and actually capitalize on the other end. But they've done some good things to start this third quarter on both sides of the basketball. Haven't necessarily seen the fruits of their labor, but this is where we talked about the mental toughness. Continue to grind it. Continue to do what you're supposed to do in the hopes that when it catches, it's just going to continue to to roll in your favor and they've got to continue to believe in what they're trying to accomplish right now so the Raptors will try to eat further into the league lead Siakam 2 of 8 tonight as we get a look at him walking out onto the floor Pascal's numbers not quite as good in going to the bubble and Sherm this is not an excuse but the reality of our social world right now is attention for all players. Many people in parts of the U.S., people anywhere in the world, with all the social reform cries going on, your attention has to be somewhat compromised. And rightfully so. It makes complete sense. So it's, it's, it's not a surprise that people's focuses are, are in different areas. Smart misses the shot. Raptors get the rebound. Lowry hustles it down. And misses the three in transition. Smart to Walker. 61-55, Boston 7-40. Third quarter, Ananobi tough traffic rebound as Gasol tested the dr- contested the drive. 
from Tice. Siakam up court. Kicks it to Van Vliet. Back to Pascal. Mid post extended. Drives on Jalen Brown. Works him into the lane. Puts it up. No good. Rebound knocked out of bounds by Pascal. Boston ball. That time Pascal's feet got kind of tied up as he tried to spin back over his right shoulder. And Jalen Brown did a good job of beating him to the spot. Forcing Pascal on that missed shot to deflect the ball out of bounds. Tatum, Tice, Smart, Walker, and Brown for the green-shirted Celtics moving left to right. Smart, three, no good, rebound Van Vliet. Raptors in the black coming the other way, right to left. Van Vliet drives into the lane, bounces off Jalen Brown, lays it in, wants the foul call, running back with his arms, outstretched shoulder height. Say, where's my call? Yeah, Fred's going to have to leave that alone. There's too many animated, directed comments at officials. Just got to play through it and... You're not going to embarrass officials into making calls. Be the aggressor, yeah. you'll get the calls. Absolutely. Starts to fall on deaf ears after a while. Raptors have cut the lead to four, 61-57 Boston. Siakam to Van Vliet, up top, drives, and they got the offensive foul on Van Vliet. And Sherm, to me, that's a, oh, you think that's bad? I'll show you what bad refereeing is. Yeah, that's uh, not getting any close calls from me. That's a tough one, and it wasn't the extension of the arm; it was the shoulder, the left shoulder of Fred Van Vliet as he came from the near side to the far side, that got into Jalen Brown and knocked him back. And one of those situations where, again, the officials are making a statement right now. They are. By what they're calling and what they're not calling. Not calling both, and the Raptors stand tall. Get a stop. The lead 61-57 Boston. 6-12 third quarter Toronto coming front court. Playing with energy and vigor. Gasol's pass knocked away. Turned over almost. Lowry gets it. Escape dribble. Corner three is good in the bottom of the well for Kyle Lowry. Opportunistic as the Raptors cut the lead to 61-60. Great result. Not how Nick Nurse drew it up. But you'll take it any way you can, and the Raptors fall back into the zone. Brown into the lane to Smart. Kick out. Tatum drives the baseline. Cross court to Brown. He drives, finds Tatum. Into the lane to Brown. Put it up. Score it underneath. Good ball movement by the Celtics. They go up 63-60. Yeah, the ball movement was, as you said, very good. And the body movement as well, creating really Far rotations on the back end of that zone for the Raptors. Big possession here for Toronto. Lowry to Gasol. Kick to Ananobi to Van Vliet. Three in the air. No good. Here comes Boston. Probably a forced three right there for Fred Van Vliet. Misses everything on that shot. Tatum drives. Bumped by Ananobi. And they're going to get the foul on OG. Jason Tatum will go to the line for two. 63-60. Boston leading 5-0-4 to go third quarter. Jason Tatum on the line. Jason Tatum just making a smart move. Attacks from the 45 on the near side and just knows OG is a little bit too close to him. So instead of getting all the way into paint, into the paint, excuse me, raises up for a jump shot, knowing he was going to make contact with his right shoulder into OG's body, and he gets to the free throw line. 
He's just, you look at Jason Tatum, the way he operates, the way he moves on the floor, you can see it's a young man who's figuring out spacing, who's figuring out angles, who's understanding more about the pacing of how he attacks. And then he's got a variety of things in his toolbox that he can throw at you in terms of footwork. He makes one of two, 64-60 Boston, 450. We go inside five minutes, third quarter. Ibaka to Van Vliet. Gives him a screen. Fred, three. Good! Down the bottom of the well. Wanamaker let him free. Good screen by Ibaka. Raptors cut the lead to one, 64-63. All right, both point guards knocking down threes. That's a good sign. Ennis Cantor into the game for the first time. Jump hook up and in. He can't do much else, but he can score on that low block and offensive rebound. Absolutely. Two NBA-certified skills for Ennis Cantor, but can't allow him to turn to his good shoulder. Van Vliet, drive, lay it up. Oh, halfway down. Front rim, back rim, and out. But he'll get two free throws. A chance at a three-point play would have tied the game. But Fred getting to the basket and trying to get the Raptors back in this ball game. What a nice little hesitation move as he came off that screen from Serge. Was able to kind of slow it down at the three-point line and have that ball almost come up to the collection zone as if he's going to shoot that shot quickly over Ennis Cantor, who's below the three-point line waiting for Fred to come. And he just got Ennis Cantor to ever so slightly come out of his defensive stance and take a step forward. And Fred turned the gears on and changed pace. and was able to get by him and get to that foul situation. Just a simple, fundamental move by Fred that gets him to the free throw line and almost got him an and one situation. Van Vliet knocks down the first free throw. Second one also goes down for Fred. So the Raptors cut the lead back to one. 66-65 Boston. Raptors in the 2-1-2 zone. Tatum. Ananobi reaches in and steals the ball. Raptors bring it front court. Van Vliet loses it. Smart cuts him off and takes it back. Smart drive, floated up, no good, rebound Ibaka. Here come the Raptors looking for the lead. Van Vliet, kick to Siakam. Three ball, near side, good! Down the bottom of the well for Siakam. The Raptors into the lead, 68-66. The timing of that three couldn't be better. The Raptors get the lead, Pascal makes a shot, and you hope that kick starts his offense. Tatum on the elbow, far side, left wing, drives, cut off, leans in, finds Jalen Brown on the baseline, floats it up, blocked by Ibaka. Cantor picks up the loose ball and lays it in. Raptors do everything but recover the loose orange, and Cantor lays it home. And that's what Ennis Cantor does, has a knack for being around the offensive glass, picking up scraps. Lowry, jumper, got it. Bangs a jumper from 18 feet straight away at the free throw line 70 68 toronto all right the raptors are are now the aggressors are starting to make plays on both sides of the basketball got to be consistent here tatum drives misses the layup but Cantor on the rebound has lowry riding him down below the foul will go on kyle and Cantor's come into the game sherm and scored two Big buckets and grabbed a big rebound there. Absolutely doing what he does, getting her on the glass, being a, a quick 
scoring big man. And and the Raptors have been able to neutralize that to a certain extent, but Cantor making the most of his short time in this game so far. Let's take a break. 241, third quarter, 70-68. Toronto with its nose in front. You're listening to Tangerine Raptors Playoffs on the TSN Radio Network. 241, third quarter. Toronto leading 70-68. Been a good quarter offensively for the Raptors, Sherm. As they had 47 points at halftime. And they have stuck their nose in front by two right now, but this thing far from over both teams throwing blows as we wind toward the end of the third quarter. Yeah, the Raptors doing a good job on a bit of a run. 17-6 to six over the last five minutes and 55 seconds. But I like the fact that they're doing it not just by scoring defensively. They're extremely active. Multiple efforts on one possession defensively. And I like the fact that offensively, they finally made some threes. From crucial guys, Kyle Lowry made a three. He had missed, I believe, 12 three-point shots in a row to that point before he knocked one down. Going back to last game, it was good to see Pascal finally knock down a three and finally see the ball go through the basket. So there's some positive trends that are happening early in this third quarter. Can they continue to turn that into positive things on both sides of the basketball that can really get them into a position of a bit more control in this game? Well, Jason Tatum has had his struggles tonight, 4 of 15 for only 11 points. Raptors have 39 points from the backcourt of Lowry and Van Vliet. They are 15 of 33, carrying Toronto. Grant Williams down low. Celtics moving left to right. Jumper over Siakam, no good. Rebound. Ibaka fights off Cantor. Here comes Lowry. Far side, right wing. Raptors in the black, moving right to left. Kyle into the lane. Spins. Foul line jumper, good. Kyle whirls on Wanamaker and drops it in his face. Toronto up. 72-68. Again, the patience of Kyle to have Wanamaker on his back and just wait until he gets him into a position that he's comfortable with to spin and knock down that free throw line jump shot. Tatum into the corner. Grant Williams, three. Good. Williams, big shot for Boston. Cuts the lead to 72-71. Such a big shot for Boston. 145, third quarter. Lowry. To Ibaka in the lane. Great pass underneath to Siakam for the jam. Nice high-low action in the short roll by Ibaka. Well, you're right. The defense lost track of Pascal on the baseline in that Gretzky slot, able to get an easy deuce. Walker three. Got it. Kemba Walker comes off the screen, ties the game at 74 with a triple. The big and surge doesn't show up on that three-point line, and Kemba Walker... Just too good out there to not contest. Ibaka again drives. This time loses the ball. They're going at Cantor in the screen roll. Walker. Cross court. Williams three again. No good. Rebound. They say stay here. Ibaka and Cantor in a wrestling match. And Cantor once again shaking that right shoulder. Yeah, Cantor's such a handful when it comes to the, the offensive glass. He... He's active, he's physical, he's constantly leaning, and he's got very good rebounding instincts. And that 
keeps your bigs very engaged. And when you're trying to help and you're trying to see where the ball is, you're trying to follow the play and be in the right position, and you have this guy who's just muscling on the glass, it's difficult to deal with. Robert Williams down the lane, jams it down. They run screen and roll, and the young man hammers it down, and he'll get a chance for one more. Boston up 76-74, and a free throw to come. Well, that was a big-time play right there as Wanamaker cuts, attacks with the dribble, and Williams just cuts through the middle of the key. And the help side, who is supposed to be Pascal, is just not in position, gets there late, and at that point, you got to just let him dunk it instead of fouling him as well. And Pascal ends up with a ticky-tack foul. He's got four fouls, Siakam. And I think they're going to look at this because of the way Williams landed to see if it's a flagrant on Pascal. Yeah, it's, uh, Pascal doesn't make a play on the ball because Williams is already has already taken off and is in the air and pascal is extremely late on that play so it'll be interesting to see what the officials determine on this well i have to think the way they've ruled the other things this would probably result in a flagrant foul as well yeah pascal is the closest pascal gets to the basketball is hitting williams on his right shoulder which is kind of the side of his shoulders, not even on top, where Pascal could actually make a play on his arm. So it'll be interesting if the officials determine that this is a flagrant one. But it was a big-time finish by Williams. Big time. So let's see what the referees determine as they're chatting with the replay center. 54 and a half seconds to go. Third quarter, 76-74. Boston with the lead. Williams will get at least one free throw with the and one. It could be more. James Capers talking. We can't hear. Can you hear me? All right, we have a flagrant foul, penalty one. For the unnecessary contact to an airborne shooter, we're going to shoot two to make one. They get the ball out of bounds for 24 seconds. Free throw line extended. So, flagrant foul results in two free throws, but in the NBA, you can't have a five-point play. So, he'll have two free throws to make one, kind of like the old days, where they used to have the three to make two. Robert Williams III has really hurt Toronto in this series. He has. He's, he's been active. He's got great length. And confidence now, too. Absolutely. Sure. And, and that's what happens. You, you start to make positive plays, and you become a part of the process, and all of a sudden now there's expectations surrounding what you do when you're on the floor. And as a young player, you want to meet those expectations and try to exceed them, and he's definitely helped his Celtics team. Wanamaker takes the pass on the inbound and then travels on the far sideline left wing in front of the Raptor bench. So here comes Toronto, 45 seconds, third quarter, down 77-74. Lowry 
Cross court to Siakam. Drives to the baseline. Got Grant Williams on him. Squares. Drives into the lane. Kick out to Ibaka. Shot fake. Back inside to Siakam. Turnaround jumper. Good. Nice inside out there. Raptors cut the lead to one. 77-76. Good patience right there. Serge had a, a chance to let a three fly after the pump fake. Instead, he finds Pascal on the same block in Pascal with a nice balanced turnaround shot. Ten seconds to go, third quarter. Tatum drives right, crosses over. The ball gets loose, but it goes to Williams. Down the lane comes Wanamaker, bounces off Lowry, lays it in, and they got the foul on Kyle, who is hit in the stomach or below the belt. And what Kyle is saying is, I jumped straight up. Yeah, that's that's a tough one because officials want you with the principles of verticality to stay straight up. They don't want you falling forward or bending or breaking in terms of how straight up you are. And that time, Wanamaker definitely came knee first. Yes, he did. And got Kyle, obviously, in a painful area. Lowry taking it in the groin and in obvious discomfort. That was a knee from Wanamaker. And Kyle, to his credit, went straight up. The only thing they would look at is he took off in the restricted area. But still, though, you could still have a flagrant foul on Wanamaker. A foul on Lowry as a block. Even though he went straight up, he was in the restricted area. But Wanamaker leading with his knee. And that... That could be real, ruled a flagrant one, no question about it. No question. And, and, and Wanamaker clearly goes knee first. So this is, this is a situation where you wonder if officials take into consideration that kind of contact, you have to be Iron Man to not drop your hands or change your position in terms of the principles of verticality. Literally Iron Man. 79-76, Boston. If that's a flagrant one on Wanamaker, then he will get his free throw. Then the Raptors will get a free throw. And then the ball back to end the quarter. Right. Let's see how it plays out. I, I've got to believe that's a flagrant one based on everything else we've seen tonight, Sherm, and most recently in the NBA. You would think so because... One thing they try to do is make sure that players aren't able to use elbows and legs as ways of dislodging or creating contact with players. So on that one-legged takeoff, the call on the floor stands. We have a successful field goal and one free throw. Wow. They didn't. Well, look, I'll say this at the risk of sounding like a hometown broadcaster. Kyle's reputation hurt him there. It did. They Kyle now talking to James Caper saying, did you guys look at that? Yeah, they're saying, I, I think they're trying to say he goes up in a natural takeoff layup position in the air, that it wasn't. Nick Nurse just saying to Rodney Mott, are you kidding me? And he's right. Look, you know when you're leading with that knee. You know when the contact yeah. is coming and when you're trying to A knee make or an sure. arm yeah. or something, yeah. You're trying to deliver a blow because you're going to get one. 80-76 Boston. 
Five seconds to go in the quarter. Van Vliet gets to center. Heaves it from half court. No good. And Boston, the 10-point lead at half. They gave it up. But now they lead by four with one lap of the track to go. But the Raptors did some good things in that third quarter. Got some traction. Were able to figure some things out. Let's see if they can put it all together in the fourth quarter and try and get this series back to a 2-1 situation. Last lap of the track coming up, 80-76 Boston fourth quarter when we return here on Tangerine Raptors playoffs on the TSN radio network. Fourth quarter time in Orlando. Raptors trailing the Celtics 80-76. Again, I'll get back to it, Sherm. It has been a knockdown, hard-fought game with neither team giving any ground. Yeah, it has been, and, and it's one of those games where the Raptors were seeing light of them being able to break through and and get some things done, especially in that third quarter. Can they continue that momentum and bring it into the fourth quarter and continue to play with confidence? But I've been impressed with Boston's ability to withstand, fight through, not break, continue to grind and make plays, and their ability to just... Just keep on punching, even though it looks like they're in a bad situation. They've made some very, very big plays on both sides of the basketball in situations where the Raptors might have been able to create some space or create a run. Boston has answered the call again. So let's see what the Raptors can come up with. Toronto ball to start the quarter. That was a 29-point third quarter for the Raptors. That's a, a refreshing sight to see. Siakam, top of the lane to Van Vliet. Three in the air. Good for Freddie Van Vliet. Raptors strike first in the quarter. 80-79. They cut the lead to one. Van Vliet coming alive tonight. 20 points. 7 of 17. 4 of 10 from the stri- beyond the stripe. Walker, step back jumper over Ibaka, no good, rebound Ananobi. Excellent contest by Serge on that step back from Kemba. Lowry into the lane, kick out Siakam. Drives into the lane, kick to Van Vliet. Three in the air, good! Freddie bangs down another one in the bottom of the well. Raptors go up, 82-80. Good job by Pascal Siakam. Driving the ball into the guts of the defense and kicking it out. And Fred, on balance, able to square up and knock that three-point shot down. Jalen Brown to Robert Williams, the third. Boston in the green, coming left to right. Wanamaker in the corner, caught it, tried to crossover step. Travel, turn it over, give it to Toronto. Good activity defensively by the Raptors there. Again, not overrunning it, making sure they're closing up the driving lanes. And forcing Boston to have to make some decisions. And Brad Wanamaker right there on the closeout from Kyle Lowry. Couple extra steps. Siakam back to Van Vliet. Drives near side and the foul called on Grant Williams. Little ticky-tack foul. And the Raptors with an 82-80 lead. It's a 6-0 run to start the quarter. 
for the black-shirted Raptors as they move right to left. Well, a couple of threes knocked down by Fred sets up that drive right there as Williams hustled to get to the three-point line to defend him. Fred drove the curls out. And an OB to Lowry. Now to Siakam down low. Backs in on Grant Williams. Fall away, no good, but the foul on Williams. And Pascal will go to the line for a couple of free throws. 82-80 Toronto. Pascal on the line, 10-27 third quarter. These are the times when the Raptors are most difficult to defend. You have Fred knocking down threes. You have Pascal operating. You have Kyle doing his thing. Surge. And then OG is just a recipient of, of clean looks and, and cutting to the basket, making plays. That kind of offensive balance creates more problems for the Boston Celtics to have to defend. And, and that's what they need with more consistency in this game. Siakam first one is good. 83-80 Toronto. Siakam, 14 points. Make it, well, still 14 as he misses a second free throw. 10-20 to go in the game. Toronto by 3, 83-80. Grant Williams, far side. Drive into the lane. Kick out to Smart, near center. Gets a switch on Siakam. Drive. Pascal cuts him off. Smart into the lane. Blocked by Ibaka. Surge raises up and slaps it out. Van Vliet drives. And they got an offensive foul. Kemba Walker backing up. Takes the foul. Second charge drawn by Kemba Walker on Fred Van Vliet in the open court. That time off of a great defensive possession where Surge cleans up the mess as Marcus Smart tries to shoot it over the top. Kemba retract, backtracking, able to get his feet square and just anticipates Fred's movement to his right and is able to draw that charge. Walker drives into the lane. Floated up. Scored. And a foul for Kemba Walker. 83-82. And the little man has a chance to tie the game. Just so tough. He's able to get by Fred Van Vliet. And once he gets by him, it's a two-foot stop, a pump fake. And as Fred tries to contest from the backside, they call the foul. And Kemba Walker makes the bucket and gets to the free throw line. Free throw good from Walker. We're tied at 83. 9.47 to go in the ball game. Kemba now with 27 points in this game. What a ball game. Raptors front court. Coming in the black from right to left. Lowry on Walker. Drives. Backs him into the lane. Kyle turns underneath Siakam on Williams. Shot fake. Puts it up and in. Great interior passing by the Raptors. Siakam makes it 85-83 Toronto. All created by Kyle on the block against Kemba Walker. Forces the help from Williams. Leaves Pascal open on the other block. Pascal is able to time it, set himself, and lay it in over the top. Smart into the lane. Floats it up and in. Marcus Smart ties the game at 85. 9.06 to go. Marcus Smart doing a good job of avoiding the charge as Kyle slid into position. Ibaka down the lane, lays it up, no good. Tried to sidestep Grant Williams instead of just punching it on him and missed the shot. Yeah, tried to avoid the charge there, but ends up throwing his own balance off. Walker, fall away, jumper, got it on the baseline. Tough shot making by Kemba Walker. He's got 26 
and Boston leads 87-85. And Kemba Walker on a smooth eight of nine of 14 in this game for his 28 points, doing a great job dictating offense. Here comes Toronto, front court, and they'll call the timeout. So let's take a break. We approach the top of the stretch, 87-85 Boston, 8:31 to go in the ball game. You're listening to Tangerine Raptors playoffs on the TSN radio network. What a ball game. 87-85 Boston, 8:31 to go. Fourth quarter brought to you by the Dairy Farmers of Ontario and the high quality milk that's there when you're working out, eating in, powering up or just plain kicking back. What can't milk do? Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us wherever you might be, whatever you might be working on, whatever you, wherever you may be driving, coming home from dinner, going out to dinner. What a ball game we have here as the Raptors and the Celtics are going at it. The champs, the Raptors trying to hang in, the challenger, the Celtics. Hey, this is a team that was in the conference finals two years ago trying to get back to that spot and advance. 87-85, Boston, 8.31 to go. I will say this, though. Right now, the Raptors might be facing the test of the series so far in terms of what losing this game would mean. And on the reverse of that, what winning this game could mean moving forward in this series. So a lot at stake right now. Confidence on both sides of the basketball for both teams. So... Let's really see if the Raptors can figure this out and be the team that has shown, that's able to show the been there, done that ability that they should possess. Toronto ball, front court, trailing by two. Siakam drives far side, right wing. Underneath to Ananobi, ball knocked away. It's loose on the ground. Four Celtics there, they come away with it. OG was open at least a second or two before that ball was delivered. And in the NBA, you don't make that pass, that window closes quickly. The gap is closed. You're right. Walker up top. Double team. Gets it to Robert Williams, the third. To Grant Williams, jams it down on the baseline. 89-85, Boston. Well, it was great spacing by Williams. Didn't cut to the basket until... Williams got the ball at the free throw line and was able to slide behind the D. Norm Powell comes around the screen, down the lane, lays it in, and he'll go to the line for a chance at the old-time three-point play. The general taking it with force to the cup. Well, that's a great screen by Serge Ibaka that allowed Norm to curl and left Kemba Walker in his dust, and a full head of seam heading downhill, able to separate two Celtics defenders, finish with that left hand, and also get to the free throw line. 89-87 Boston. 7.46 to go. Fourth quarter. Powell on the line. Free throw long. Rebound. Boston. Raptors will retreat. Lowry guarding Smart up top. Tatum guarded by Powell. Kick out to Smart. Deep three. No good. Missed everything. Ball on the ground. Grant Williams down there. And Mark Gasol down there with him. It'll be a jump ball. The Raptors 
will try to regain possession. Unfortunate, a badly missed three-point shot that the Raptors can't corral. And those kind of hustle plays you, you want to come up with, those are the kind of tilting the game plays that you, you've got to be winning more often than losing. So Gasol will jump it up with Grant Williams. Mark has the advantage, but can they win the tip? Williams gets it back to Tice. Fires a three, no good. Run down by Siakam. Lowry, three ball up top. Good! Down the bottom of the well for Kyle Lowry. Goes left and bangs a three. Raptors up. 90-89. Good job by Kyle to lock in there. Had defender pursuing him over that screen and a big man who was underneath him and he was able to lock in and knock down that three. Tatum drives into the lane. Loses the ball on the way up, but they got the foul call. And Jason Tatum will go to the line for a couple of free throws. He's been quiet tonight. 4 of 15 for 11 points. Only one three ball made. Only two a four from the line. And he's a guy who you don't want to let loose. Jason Tatum can get it going and can score in bunches. And and the fourth quarter is a difficult, difficult time. When you think about how that game two ended with Marcus Smart going nuts in the fourth quarter. So the Raptors are very aware of not letting anybody start to find any rhythm in the fourth quarter 90 apiece tatum first free throw good second one also good boston into a one-point lead 91 90 650 to go fourth quarter raptors front court in the black from left to right gasol loses the handle ananobi runs it down kick to siakam to powell down the baseline and a hard attack by Norm forces the foul on Marcus Smart. Good reaction by OG there as that ball squirted out of Mark Gasol's hands. OG was right on it, able to collect that loose ball. And on the swing action, Norm Powell drives the closeout and is able to salvage a possession and get the foul. Ananobi up top, gets it to Lowry. Six and a half to go in the ball game. Lowry to Gasol. Now to Powell. Deep three in the air. Good! Whoa, Norman Powell shot that one from Tampa. 93-91, a big splash in the well for the general. Toronto with a two-point lead. The luxuries of playing in the bubble. You could hear someone yell, shoot it, and Norm rolls up and shot the ball and knocked it down. Smart three for Boston. No good. Rebound Gasol. Powell has given the Raptors a lift in this fourth quarter. Lowry drives into the lane. Finds Gasol, reverse layup, up and in. Toronto with a four-point lead, 95-91. Great delivery from Lowry to Gasol. Good finish by Marc Gasol as well. And now the Raptors have to figure out how to get another stop, get another score, and continue that process and not let Boston find a way to get some rhythm. Kemba Walker on the bounce into the lane, finds Tice, kicks it into the corner to Jalen Brown. Close out by Gasol. Brown turns it over. Here comes Toronto. Powell to Lowry. To Siakam straight away to Powell. Norm gets a step, drive, kick to the corner. Ananobi down the baseline. 
up top. They swing it. Powell, three in the air. No good. Rebound, Tice. Great ball movement. Just couldn't get a finish. And those are the plays that you've got to figure out how to end it. Brown in the lane. Stop jumper. Good from and That's 10 why. That's exactly why. You let him off the hook. Then Boston gets a chance to score. Instead of going up six, it's a two-point game. 95-93. We're inside the stretch. 4.50 to go in the game. Lowry, three up top. Back rim, no good. Long rebound, Marcus Smart. Here comes Boston looking for the tie or the lead with a three. Oh, eight seconds. They didn't get it. Smart into the lane. Now backs out, gives it to Tatum. Up top. Drives into the lane, lays it up and in. Tatum turned the corner and tied the game at 95. Yeah, that time again. The Raptors come together defensively and don't really make a decisive decision on who's taking the basketball. And Tatum does a good job forcing the issue and driving down the lane. Siakam on the elbow, far side. Drives on Brown, into the lane. Stop, turn around, no good. Rebound, knocked away. Toronto ball. Pascal working in there and credit Jalen Brown. He's he's holding his ground. He's not leaving his feet unnecessarily He's doing a good job of Just staying between Pascal and the basket and forcing Pascal to make shots over the top Instead of bailing him out and following him or giving him free lanes to the basket 408 to go Raptors and Boston Let's take a break. We're tied at 95. You're listening to Tangerine Raptors playoffs across the TSN radio network. Money time in the bubble. Toronto and Boston tied at 95 with 4.08 to go. Both teams shooting the ball well. Free throw discrepancy, not quite as bad, although Boston has still been to the line five more times in Toronto. They're 16 of 21. Toronto only 9 of 16. Raptors D has Boston only at 33% from beyond the arc, 9 of 27. Shooting it a little bit better themselves at 12 of 37, but this thing far from over, Sherm. Absolutely, and the Raptors have put themselves in a position now to capitalize if they're able to finish with the right type of mentality. They know it's not going to be easy. And, and credit Boston. I mean, this is a pretty evenly played game so far. So as we know in games like this, it takes that extra loose ball possession, that one defensive stop at the right time, that crucial rebound, that big bucket, all of those elements come into play. And a lot of the little things really come to the forefront in these kind of situations. So let's see what we got. 95 apiece. Raptor ball. They'll inbound Van Vliet back in the game. Siakam gets it to Gasol. Shot clock at 10. Up top, Van Vliet calls for the screen. Works far side. Step back, jumper in the air, no good. Rebound, Marcus Spart. Tough, tough shot right there by for Fred as Thice did a good job contesting it on the three-point line. And they've got a foul called away from the ball on Marcus Gasol. What do you know, Marcus Smart's on the ground. 
It's amazing. He seems to constantly be involved in those plays where he seemingly is getting bounced all over the, the court. Right. I mean, we see the replay. Did he step into the path? I don't know, but he, he sells it well. Tatum against Ananobi. Inside to Tice, who jams it down. They double-teamed him, and Tatum delivered. Boston up 97-95 on the Daniel Tice dunk. And Fred, who's on the weak side of that play, needs to commit and get into the paint and force that pass over the top. Ananobi up top on the bounce. Gets it to Gasol. Now to Van Vliet, far side. Shot clock at 5. Fred drives, tries to get it inside to Gasol. Knocked down. Boston breaks out. Tatum drive to Smart. Underneath, still in the lane, finds Jalen Brown for the jam. Boston with four straight points. They lead 99-95. And down the stretch we come, under three minutes to go. Add Marcus Smart pinned on the baseline. And everybody spread out and forgot to protect the basket. And Jalen Brown cuts to the hoop for an uncontested dunk. Van Vliet, deep three, no good. Rebound, Smart. Celtics with a four-point lead. Bring it front court. Good look for Fred there. Unable to knock it down. Tice to Tatum. Siakam grabs him on the switch. Tatum between the legs. Loses it. Out near center. Pascal pushing up on him. Tatum fires one. No good. It's an air ball shot clock violation. Really concerned that Pascal might have fouled Jason Tatum way too far above the three-point line. But he did a good job with his activity and his length to really disrupt everything that Jason Tatum was trying to do. Front court, here comes Toronto. They trail 99-95. We tick towards two minutes left in the game. Gasol missed Lowry wide open. They get it to Van Vliet up top. Into the corner to Lowry. Drives into the lane. Floated up and in. Lowry takes it strong to the cup. Toronto cuts the lead to 2, 99-97. Very aggressive take as Kemba Walker is trying to defend Marc Gasol. He jumped out at Kyle and Kyle was able to hang in the air and still finish. Jalen Brown into the lane. Short jumper. No good. Rebound knocked away. Goes to Tatum. Underneath to Jalen Brown who lays it in. You got to come up with the loose change. That's what we're talking about. That rebound, that extra hustle play, that loose ball. Those are the difference makers. Siakam in the lane has it knocked away. No foul on Jalen Brown. Pascal wanted the call. Minute 25 to go. Boston up 101-97. Pascal's inability to finish with that left hand really cost him on that play as he brought the ball in his right hand back to the defender. Walker three near side. No good. Here comes Lowry. Nick Nurse imploring his team to push it. Tired legs on both sides. Lowry on the dribble. Gets a screen. Into the lane. Drives on Tice. Lays it up and in. Kyle floats it home. 101-99, Boston by two. We are under a minute left in the fourth quarter. Kyle looking like he's, the gas tank is close to being on empty right now, having played 45 minutes in this game. Smart to Tatum, guarded by Ananobi. Squares, drive, pull up, jumper, no good. Flat-footed rebound to Lowry. Musters some energy to run at front court. Drives on Kemba Walker. 
and it's knocked out of bounds by Walker on the reach-in. 17 on the shot clock, 35 on the game clock, 101-99 Boston. Nick Nurse wants to talk. Well, Kyle Lowry actually signaled to the bench for Nick Nurse to call a timeout. He's tired. They need a break. They need to set something up. And they need to run something really solid on this inbound play. Well, let's put it this way, Sherm. This is why you run all these sprints in the summer. This is why you, the workouts in the gym in the hot summer when there's nobody around for moments like this when the gas tank is low you can find some reserve find some mental capacity to fight through the state of fatigue and make a play oh it sounds hokey but it it, it is all mental at the end of the day you can you can get your body to do things that it feels that it can't it can't do and this is going to be one of those moments where you got to lock in, you got to execute. You're going to have to make good decisions because when fatigue sets in, the first thing that goes is your mind and your ability to read, react, and make good decisions. So they might be tired, but they understand what's at stake. And you get through this last 35 seconds and, and put this in a 2-1 situation for the series, you've got another 48 hours to figure out the next situation. So the Raptors have a timeout and a foul to give. The Celtics have two timeouts. 35 seconds. 101-99 Boston. Raptors will inbound. Far side or near side left wing. They get it to Gasol. Dribble handoff to Van Vliet. Three in the air from Fred. No good. Long rebound. Ananobi takes it out. Back to Van Vliet. Fred on the drive, into the lane, floats it up and in! Fred with a schoolyard spin! Oh, the sinistrality of Fred Van Vliet with the left hand ties the game at 101. Fred Van Vliet acrobatically finishing that with a high level of English from the left hand. Eight seconds to go in the game. Kemba Walker on the bounce, works right into the lane. Underneath to Tice, who jams it down with half a second to go. And Boston goes up 103-101. What a great display of dribbling by Campbell Walker. And then finding Tice on the baseline for the wide-open dunk where the Raptors' weak side just kind of fell asleep. But Kemba does what a smart point guard does. A double team. It's a loose double team. He attacks the big guy in Marcus Saul is able to break it down and Pascal who's on that side of the court needs to drop and protect the basket and that time he's caught floating towards the free throw line and you can see in the replay Kyle is looking at Pascal saying I went high to attack the basketball you've got to go back and protect the basket and that time Pascal gets caught no man's land and ties with the easy finish for two well half a second to go there's time to catch and shoot let's see what the raptors get boston does not have a foul to give taco fall coming into the game he has not 
played in the series. But he stands about seven foot six. Gonna defend the inbound. Make it tough for the Raptor inbounder Kyle Lowry. James Caper saying back up. Kyle will inbound. Brad Stevens saying to Taco Fall, move forward. James Caper says no, back up. <laughs> Ananobi catch and shoot. Oh! Down the bottom of the well for OG Ananobi. Toronto wins it. OG splashes it home on the cross-court pass from Lowry. They're going to review it. And if it stands, Toronto is back in the series as OG splashes it down. Wow. I have seen it all. What a pass from the far side to the near side corner. And OG in one motion is able to catch and go up and knock down the shot and calmly walks away from it like this is what I do. What a time to be alive if you're a Raptor fan. OG Ananobi with the guts of a burglar knocks it down and Toronto wins it at the buzzer. OG's three puts Toronto back in the series. They win it 104-103. Wow. Talk about making the play of the series so far. OG with an amazing shot. Unbelievable. Any way you can get it. Yes, sir. They don't bring anything but numbers to the scoreboard. They don't care how it looks. Just get it done. And the Raptors got it done tonight. Hard-fought victory. Both teams throwing blows. And Toronto comes away with the narrowest of victories, 104-103. Kyle Lowry with eight assists in this game. None bigger than his eighth assist. Great pass cross-court. And OG doing a great job recognizing the short clock. Is able to catch and get that ball off in. Just an amazing shot and an amazing finish for the Raptors who looked to be dead in the water after that dice bucket are able to pull this one out and get this series to a 2-1 situation which feels way better than the possibility it had of going to an 0-3 situation. So let's take a break. Catch your breath. Focus on the road if you're driving. But if you're a Toronto fan, you know that the defending champs are not going down without a fight. They are back in the series. They win it 104-103. When we come back, Jim Taddy will have the postgame with an appearance from my broadcast partner, Sherman Hamilton, and former Raptor assistant and NBA head coach, Tom Sterner. For Sherm, Arad, and Natasha, we say so long from the studio. Post game up next with Jim Taddy. Raptors win it 104-103. You've been listening to Tangerine Raptors Playoffs on the TSN Radio Network. This is Raptors Game Night on TSN 1050. The Raptors live here. Kyle will inbound. Brad Stevens saying to Taco Fall, move forward. James Caper says no, back up. 
<laughs> Ananobi catch and shoot. Oh! oh! Down the bottom of the well for OG Ananobi. Toronto wins it. OG splashes it home on the cross-court pass from Lowry. They're going to review it. And if it stands, Toronto is back in the series as OG splashes it down. Wow. I have seen it all. <laughs> oh, yes, you have, Paul Jones. 104-103. The Raptors win. Boston has a 2-1 series lead. And OG with the mood enhancer. That's what I'm going to call that shot because everybody perked up as it splashed in and hit the bottom of the well. So we have Paul Jones and Sherm Hamilton here. Guys, it wasn't Kawhi against Philadelphia, but it was pretty darn close, wasn't it? Yeah, James. Um, hey, it's kind of like your golf game, right? It does. They don't bring <laughs> anything to the to the scorecard but numbers, and at times it didn't look pretty. Um, and you know, Sherman and I were talking about it. And I asked him about it just before halftime. How disheartening it can be when you're, you know, you you bring a little more effort, you run a little harder, you everything, you cut a little harder, you screen better, you do everything a little better. But they've got a little bit more, and they're still in front of you. And if I don't know what epitomized it more than taking taking the lead or, or tying the game, and then with half a second left, you've got a guy who's in a double team and scrambling on the dribble and then finds a guy for a dunk with a half a second. And if you're mentally weak and you don't have the resiliency and you – I mean, a little luck plays into a gym, but – if you don't have that belief, that mental, as I said, toughness and resiliency, you don't make plays to win the game. And Toronto made a play at the end, Sherm. That's all it comes down to. Well, it is, ultimately. But I will say this. This is kind of what we talk about when we, we sound like a broken record in talking about the experiences of getting to a championship, understanding the highs and lows, knowing that no situation is absolute until that buzzer goes. There's a reason to continue to fight. This is a classic example of that. And going through what they went through last season to win a championship feeds into a moment like this, understanding that anything is still possible once there's time on the clock. And they proved it again. Well, you know, I was thinking two thoughts as, as the game was progressing and it looked like they were going to run out of time. First of all, uh, on a Kyle close-up, you could see the look in his eyes, and he, they were wide open. So there was no resignation there. He had some fight left in him. And the other point that I want to make is, and I, I think you would agree, that as the game was uh, winding towards the end, you were thinking, Boy, if Boston goes up 3 nothing, that'd be a shame because this thing is just starting to emerge. I mean, you have to throw out that, that uh, flat tire in game one, but, but you could see the series starting to build here, and, and now we know that it can. Well, Jim, it, I mean, this is what we expected. Um, and, and these teams have battled all year. You know, Boston's had the edge, but some of those, Toronto didn't have all their, their weapons with them, but the last game could have gone either way. As you said, throw out the flat tire in game one. And this, this one could have gone either way. And there, were, there was a narrow escape by Boston last game, a narrow escape by Toronto this game. And we'll, what are we today, Thursday, we'll tip it up again Saturday and see who escapes that one. Yeah, and, and this is, these are two pretty evenly matched teams. I mean, experience goes to the Raptors, but youth and probably overall athleticism goes to the Celtics. But these are two teams that play extremely hard. So, 
it's no surprise that these games have kind of gone this way. This game, though, could be the catapult for the Raptors. You know, when you're taking something from somebody, you hope that you continue to take. And I think the Raptors figured out that even though it was a last-second shot that got them this W, there were a lot of things throughout the course of the 47 and a half minutes that they did very well that they could have taken advantage of. So they've got to be very feeling very confident about this win and not just looking at it as, well, we pulled it out of the bag with a last-second shot. They did some good things in this game. Well, yeah, Sherm, to your point, I mean, Jason Tatum was 5 of 18. They basically kept him off the free-throw line with only six free-throws. He had only 15 points. Marcus Smart was 4 of 15, only 11 points. I mean, that, that doesn't reflect how hard Smart plays and what he gives you, kind of like Lowry on the other side in terms of his floor game. But, you know, some of Toronto's guys started to come around. Siakam wasn't a great game, but he had 16-7. and seven. Lowry had 31. Their backcourt combined had 56 points. So Toronto looks like they may have found themselves. Norm Powell gave them some good minutes. So can they build on this? We'll find out Saturday. Yeah, I mean, really, it was a slow-evolving Raptors, uh, I guess, participation in the series. I know they played well in Game 2, but but even in this game, you know, certainly in the first half, you didn't see the full Raptors look. Start of the second half, that defense got tenacious, and, and I've often said, and I think you guys would agree, when the Raptors are playing well, it starts defense first and the offense follows. And they got some big stops, didn't they? Well, they did get some big stops, but they also missed a crucial stop when, Kemba Walker was able to find Daniel Dice under the basket and leave right. half a second on the clock. So to your point, Jim, that's what I was talking about. They made some positive plays throughout the course of this game. Defensively, in terms of surge blocking shots, their activity in terms of scrambling and communicating to get out to shooters and to contest the drives to the basket. But they also had some lapses where they, they let Boston get some things they shouldn't have gotten. So there's... There's that balance there, and there's figuring out how to extract the good stuff and recognizing what they didn't do well and how to correct that quickly. And I think they're in a position, Jonesy, to do that right now. They are. And, uh, you know, we, we're we getting a look at the replay as we sit in the studio. Is that a classic OG Ananobi reaction? 100%. No reaction. No pulse. <laughs> no pulse. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I, I sometimes I can't tell if that guy's won – you know, Lotto six four nine and fifty two million dollars, or or he's lost fifty two million. Yeah, you can't. You just you just can't tell. It's a good place to be. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> Jim, I'll say this to, to Sherm's point about trying to build. They need to really scour this tape now and look this video and look at what they did or what worked with Jason Tatum, because I thought controlling him was a key. Kemba Walker was was good, Sherm. He got he kind of got loose on them with 29. They slowed him a little bit after the first quarter, but Toronto's guards were very good too. Their backcourt outplayed Boston's backcourt tonight, and that wasn't the case in Game 2. Well, and the other point is, and I don't know how, how relevant it is, but I'd like you guys to react to it. When Cantor went in that game, it's like there was a neon light on, on the, uh, the Raptors bench to exploit, and although he only played four minutes, they made him pay, didn't they? Well, they made him pay, and Cantor made the Raptors pay a bit with a, a nice bucket and then an offensive rebound on a missed shot, an air ball. He was able to scoop up and lay in. But Cantor's a guy who, you know, he's going to have impact on one side of the floor primarily, and the Raptors know that from a defensive perspective, 
they can really go at him consistently and put him in screen and rolls and get him to switch out to guards where they can exploit his lack of lateral foot speed. So they Boston knows that when Cantor comes into the game, he's going to be on the offensive glass. He's going to score around the bucket. That's what they want from him. They know they have to hide him and protect him on the defensive end. But to Nick Nurse and the Raptors' credit, they didn't allow Boston to hide him when he hit the floor. Guys, thanks very much. Appreciate the both of you hanging around after uh, just an exciting game that you called, and, and I can't thank you enough. Take oh, care. Our pleasure, James. Thanks a lot, Jim. That's Paul Jones and Sherm Hamilton. They called the 104-103 uh, win by the Raptors over Boston. 5.5 seconds left on an inbounds. It goes over to OG in the corner, which was uh, just magnificently executed, and he flailed away, and, and in it goes for a buzzer beater three as the Raptors squeak by Boston. Boston has the 2-1 series lead, and, of course, game four goes Saturday night. Coming up next, Tom Sterner, former Raptors assistant. This is Tangerine Raptors Playoffs on TSN 1050 and tsn1050.ca. Far side or near side left wing. They get it to Gasol. Dribble handoff to Van Vliet. Three in the air from Fred. No good. Long rebound. Ananobi takes it out. Back to Van Vliet. Fred on the drive. Into the lane. Floats it up and in. Fred with a schoolyard spin. Oh, the sinistrality of Fred Van Vliet with the left hand ties the game at 101. And, of course, 103-101 for the Celtics. 0.5 seconds left. The inbounds goes to OG, and the corner three is nailed. 104-103, the Raptors win. So, uh, Josh Lewinberg has just tweeted this out. If you're wondering what the call was on the final play, according to Kyle Lowry, he said the final play was designed for Freddie. Siakam was the second option, and this is a quote from Kyle. I was just waiting for the right moment. I had to make a precise pass to a heck of a shooter in OG. So an ad lib, if you will, as the Raptors uh, stay alive in the series now down two games to one. Tom Sterner, former Raptors assistant coach, is he with us now? I am here. There you are, Tom. (laughs) Welcome in. I mean, this was like a slugfest, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. It, it got down to guys' will. It, it got down to, as I, I always mentioned, you know, the will that the Raptors had to go and win this one. They, 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 they epitome of of you don't quit and you play every possession out is exactly what the Raptors did tonight, and 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 that's what you had to do to get the win. I mean, you had to play every possession. Um, I, I was, you know, texting with with your morning crew. Uh, during the game, and I, I said, starting the fourth quarter, it comes down to every possession. Every possession is important, and you can't take a possession off. And so the Raptors did that for the whole fourth quarter, ramped it up, and got the win. Uh, exciting to watch, and I was thinking, I, I said this to Paul and Sherm uh, in the last segment, I was, I was watching towards the end, and it looked like Boston would take that 3 nothing series lead. I thought, this is a shame because this series is, is finally starting to evolve, and, and you'd like to see more games. Well, now we're going to get more games. Uh, not that you wouldn't at 3-0, and but, but, I mean, the, the, the playing field has been somewhat leveled. Uh, you can go back and forth on the last two games. The first one I referred to as, as a flat tire, and that can happen from time to time. But the series is on now, isn't it? Yeah, there, there's definitely a series going now, and so the emotion uh, that that the Raptors get the the uplifting uh, it, it kind of takes the takes the lid off the off the the, uh, the garbage can here a little bit in a sense that you know like it, it just wasn't anything going in the basket, and and so with that in mind, you, you saw some shots going in the fourth quarter. I don't have a, a, a 
stat. Um, we were six for 12 at one point in the second half from three. And so that 50% number looks an awful lot better than the 20 something number that we've been having. So uh, again, it's a, it's a shooter's league right now and you got to make shots. And, and I thought Toronto started off the game uh, just doing a great job because they recognized that they weren't shooting the ball well. Lowry was just outstanding early in the game. I had him for six drives in the first half going to the basket. And, and that sometimes is what you have to do. And, and so because he kept that mentality going, Siakam was more about going and getting to the basket. Uh, Fred started to hit some shots from the outside. I think we'll see a lot more Norman Powell in game in game uh, four. <laughs> Got to get my games right here, <laughs> you know. And and so because of that, you know, we'll get back to a little bit more Raptor basketball. I keep my own stats. So from the outside, thirteen of forty on the night, five and nine in the fourth quarter. So that that's a nice. There boost. you go. That that's the number I needed. I needed that five and nine in the fourth quarter. Obviously, you know when you shoot better, um, you know it, it makes things go a lot better. And and when that ball doesn't fall through the through the basket, you know it deflates you a little bit. You you don't necessarily have that extra bounce or extra step or extra effort. But when that ball is going through the basket, boy, you're feeling good, and that's what that's what happened in the fourth quarter quarter tonight yeah and for me also the, the tell is uh, you know those stops uh, they got a lot of stops yeah. at the start of the second half i mean they come out of that first half where they they cut it to five it went back to ten and you know it could have been somewhat uh, put off but but i mean to, to go back to the theory about this being like a fight i mean now because of, of how the raptors won this game uh, it sort of flips around the raptors took everything the celtics threw were throwing at them and found a way to win and because the celtics lost i mean they took a few shots in the chin too didn't they yeah, they did. And one of the things Toronto did tonight, they made a couple adjustments. Toronto came out and played a 3-2 zone. Uh, prior to this, they were playing a 2-3 zone. And so they adjusted. They brought the three guards up to the top. And so they tried to cover the perimeter guys a little bit better. And, and it really was part of the reason that you had mentioned the stops. The stops that had, had been generated were primarily because of the zone. The matchups man-to-man were still struggling with a little bit just because they have a size advantage. Their size, you know, across the board is giving us trouble, not only at the offensive end, but their defensive end is also being successful. Brown, the Brown-Siaka matchup, which has been the key for the whole series, uh, Brown has had the better of Pascal throughout this entire series. I mean, he's just dominating him uh, individually at the offensive end. So the Raptors went a little bit more. They changed how they were attacking offensively in the sense that they had Marcus Gasol rolling to the basket, which is, which is different because Marcus Gasol is usually a pick-and-pop guy. He's usually a guy that picks the ball, uh, pops back out, and then, and then gets to a second side on the pick-and-roll. They were four for four tonight on, on, on Gasol rolls to the baskets and finish, which is an adjustment the staff made to be able to get better offensive movement, which was the big problem, I thought, in games one and two. So, so they're, uh, Nick and the staff are doing a great job. They're making adjustments at both the ends of the floor. We talked about the defensive, and now we're talking about the offensive adjustments, and so they're doing a great job trying to change how this series is being played. Uh, talk to us about the different coverage for Tatum, who was uh, limited to 15 points tonight, and Smart limited to 11. That's a big change. Yeah, well, and and Smart's you know performance in Game Two was was you know one of those nights. You know, he, he the five threes that he hit in the fourth quarter was one of those nights. And every NBA play every NBA player is capable of that. What they did tonight was they did a better job. OG Ananobi did a better job 
uh, guarding. And, and, and you saw Fred Van Fleet wasn't as willing to switch on to Jason Tatum. It happened early in the game. Um, I, I made a big note of it uh, when, when Fred uh, switched on to Tatum. Tatum just shot right over him as if he didn't exist. In the second half, they, did, they got out of that. They didn't switch. Fred came out and showed a little bit, and, and uh, they kept OG and uh, Pascal on him enough to be able to have length on length, which is what Boston has done the entire series uh, at the other end of the floor. They've had Jason Tatum guarding Kyle Lowry because of, of Kyle's ability to overpower smaller guards. Uh, tonight, uh, it was one of those things where, where, again, offensively, Nick was running a bunch of dribble handoffs to get switches so that Kyle could attack Kemba Walker as opposed to having to attack Jason Tatum or Brown or, or Marcus Smart. So a lot of things going on uh, you know, in this cat-and-mouse game between the two head coaches uh, to be able to make this game exciting. Uh, talk about Kyle Lowry's, Kyle Lowry's performance today. 46 minutes. It was clear from the opening tip-off that this guy was going to empty the tank. Nobody knew he was going to play 46 minutes, but he left it on the floor, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And and, and, and so it, it, it's a real concern for me. I, again, I, I text the guys to start the fourth quarter, and I said, you know, how much how much gas is in the tank? Uh, I, I sat there and watched Jason Tatum just sitting there resting Again, we had the TNT feed here in the United States. Uh, we didn't have the. We weren't fortunate enough. I'd much rather listen to the Raptor broadcast. But but Jason Tatum sitting there for the first five or six minutes in the fourth quarter, and and I'm thinking, here we go. I mean, Tatum's going to come in. He's going to have fresh legs. He's going to be ready to go. And, and uh, Pascal Siakam's defensive possession late in the game. I'm going to say it's around the two minute mark where. He just really locked up Tatum was, was, in, was really a big play because, because Tatum could have come in and continued to get his rhythm, but he didn't. And Pascal, give him credit, uh, who has struggled throughout this whole series, did a, had, came up with a big defensive possession, which was big for the Raptors being able to go down and then convert at the other end of the floor. And Gasol found his game tonight, too, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And, and, and like I say, having Gasol roll to the basket was big. Uh, for, certainly... Uh, we have great passing guards. You know, all of our guards are, are really great. Kyle's very clever. Uh, Van Fleet's very clever. And so when you roll him to the basket, you put a lot more pressure on their interior defense. Somebody else has to rotate. And what's going to eventually happen is that they can keep, keep rolling Gasol to the basket. We always fill the corners. So if you're going to start coming in and picking up the roll, then it's going to open the corner threes, which is one of the things OG Ananobi was, was able to, 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 to have benefit not only as the end of game shot, but early in the game. He, you know, he, he ends up three for five tonight from, from the three-point line. But if Gasol continues to roll and, and they have to pick him up, that opens the corner threes up, and now all of a sudden it's a much better shot, a uh, much higher percentage shot by taking that corner three. Uh, let's talk about the, the game deciding play. So I, I don't know if you heard what I said earlier, but Kyle in postgame said it was designed for Freddie. Siakam was the second option, yeah. and he had to wait for the right moment, had to do the precise pass to OG in, in the corner. And, and, you know, he's got this big guy fall all over him. And, I mean, that's a, just an excellent read by Kyle, isn't it? Yeah, it's a great read. And by the way, I coached Taco Fall at, at, the, at the University of Central Florida my last year in coaching. I actually coached Taco. So, um, yeah, he's a great guy. Anyhow, a side note on that. But, but Kyle being the crafty guy, 
read the play. Uh, Boston did a great job, and, and they actually employed a defense like we used to use in Toronto where they just, they just put people around the perimeter knowing the necessity of the shot that was re- required. They, they just switched everything. So when, um, when, when uh, the Raptors ran a little X cut, they basically just ran off a Gasol X cut. It, it really brought the defense over to the strong side of the floor. Kyle being a, just uh, – and, and here's an interesting thing. I want, I want to talk about how smart Kyle Lowry is. When he saw Taco fall – Kyle backed up as far as he could back up off the sideline to be able to give himself a passing angle to be able to make the play. And, and that's something that you may not pick up, but if you watch the play, that's, that's how smart Kyle Lowry is as a player. Gave him an angle to throw the pass. And when he saw Brown sucking in uh, defensively, he skipped it over top. And, and uh, all Kyle's trying to do is get an open shot. And obviously, OG made the shot, uh, stood there and just drilled it. Uh, great look by Kyle. But again, the play design for those other two guys, um, great read by Kyle Lowry. So, I mean, you did a nice job there. But, but when you're watching this live, you, you sort of broke it down there. Did, did it sort of unfold the way you thought? Or what were your thoughts going into that play? Well, no, I, 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 it unfolded like exactly. I mean, you're going to go to uh, the two guys that – that have historically done it for you. Fred Van Fleet, unlike the other night, I know Nick might have taken a little heat uh, at the end of the game by not calling timeout and advancing the ball. That was, that was you know, some things that right. you could have talked about. But, but they really didn't have anybody with the hot hand. At least Van Fleet in the fourth quarter kind of had the hot hand. You're going to put it on Siakam anyhow because he's your guy. So you take your two primary offensive weapons, you get a great screener and or passer in Gasol. And, and, and so as what you do is you, you involve those three guys. And so they're going to draw attention, you know, because anything's possible in an NBA game. And because that, uh, you draw that attention, it opened up um, um, Ananobi on the weak side. And, and this was a play, ironically, that Brad Stevens used to run against teams when he was a, a younger coach in, in the league where he would actually screen in the backside and skip the ball all the way over the court. So it was kind of, 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 of uh, I don't know, I forget my word right now, that fact that, that they got beat by a play that they used to run. So it, it's really Ironic. kind of an interesting climax, climax here to this game in a sense that, um, yeah, Raptors just executed a play really well. So I, I, mean, I may be wrong here, but you're describing the, the Raptors used an old, Celt, an old Brad Stevens offensive play and the Celtics used an old Raptors defense. Is that right? That's correct. That is ironic. <laughs> it is. That's the irony That's in all crazy. this. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's the irony in all this. <laughs> Tom, thanks very much. Really appreciate it. Hey, guys, thanks for having me on, as always. Tom Sturter, former Raptors assistant. Uh, that was a great description of how that play unfolded and what the Celtics were trying to do and what the Raptors were trying to do. And they stole from each other's playbook, and it uh, certainly worked out for the Raptors. 104-103, OG with a buzzer beater three. And on the Twitter account, Victor Oladipo, OG big time. And Danny Green, OG with a bunch of exclamation marks after it. And so the, the, the shot is reverberating through the NBA. No question about that. We'll come back with more post-game. This is Tangerine Raptors Playoffs on TSN 1050 and TSN1050.ca. Making your lousy commute 
fun. Overdrive with Hayes Noodles and the O-Dog. Every weekday, 4 to 7 p.m. on TSN 1050. Point five to go in game three. OG with a look. Got it! OG and Anobi at the buzzer! OG! Oh my! Did it leave his fingertips in time? Moving on to the floor, successful field goal. OG and Anobi with a game winner! That is Matt Devlin with the final call on TSN4. Exciting finish. OG absolutely finding the range. The old buzzer beater to stay alive. <laughs> kind of Raptors history in the making again. Here's OG post game. Hey, OG. Uh, congrats on the shot. Uh, have you ever hit a buzzer beater before? And when you released it, did you know it was good? Uh, yeah, I made a, some in high school. And did I know I was in when I released it? Yeah. Yeah. Feel good when you. It felt good. What What were you thinking when uh, when you saw it go through? And also, what do you think of the pass Kyle made? Yeah, Kyle made a great pass. It was just a, he waited long enough and threw an error quick enough for me to get it off before they got to me. So it was a great pass from Kyle. And just what was the feeling when uh, when you saw it go through? Obviously, we talked. A few days ago, you talked about obviously missing last year and how tough that was. I mean, just to in a moment like this, what was that like? I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Hands up. 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 Congrats on that, man. Um, I guess so. You right after you hit it, you kind of stayed stoic. You didn't really react, but then Fred came and kind of gave you this running hug, and the rest of the guys ran over. Um, did you kind of feel that point where you broke and allowed yourself to like enjoy it and smile a little bit? Like, could you tell that was happening? Uh, yeah. Ooh, like, yeah. Uh, like, I was excited. Everyone was excited for me. So it was cool. Uh, if someone hit me in the nose. <laughs> So I was kind of mad about that, but it's cool. Um, I know this This is maybe a bit of a random example, but I remember back to that, um, your first playoff run against Cleveland, you kind of hit a big clutch three uh, in transition as well, and you guys didn't end up winning that game, but it was the same kind of, you know, a little unexpected, a, a huge, huge moment. Um, do, you, do you feel any connection to that one, or, or do you think that says anything about your confidence level at all? Oh, uh, I mean... Yeah, it's kind of similar, but we won this one, so this one was better. Uh, what What does it say to you that you know your teammates trust you enough to, to put the ball in your hands in that situation? Oh, like this makes me feel good. No, my teammates have confidence in me. Always want me to shoot the ball. Coaches want me to shoot the ball all the time whenever I get it. So it makes me feel good. And it just makes me want to stay ready to shoot. Do you demand a few more now? Yeah, always. <laughs> Thanks, OG. Thank you. Thanks, Blake. Next, we'll go to uh, Jeff Silgett from the USA Today. Hey, OG, thanks for a few minutes. Um, w wanted to hear what was, uh, you know, how you saw the play uh, being drawn up in the huddle. Um, you, you know, were you the main option on the play? And, you, you know, just what were your thoughts leaving the huddle and watching Boston's defense? Uh, the play was for uh, Pascal to get a shot, and they switched it up top. 
and then Mark flashed, and I think Jalen went to him on the flash, and then left me open. So, yeah, so it was all those actions that took place that left me open. So. Any follow-up, Jeff? Good, thank you. Uh, next, we'll go to Steven from Sportsnet. Hey, OG, congrats on the win. Congrats on the shot. Uh, I just wanted to know, like, like uh, the play before, obviously, Kemba, like, I kind of dropped that, dropped that dime, and they, they, they got that dunk there. You guys took a timeout. Um, like, like, what was the mood like in in that timeout? What uh, can you can you tell us a little bit? What was discussed, and uh, and uh, like, like like how how confident how confident were you guys? And no one was rattled after that. Everyone stayed confident. Just the next play, was focused on running this play, getting a good shot off. And confident that anyone who took a shot, they can make it. So we're just looking for the next play. Just, the group is resilient, so just next play mentality. Thanks, OG. Uh, next, we'll go to Chris O'Leary from Raptors.com. Hey, OG. Uh, maybe a, a stupid question, but just watching, like you just you showed no emotion after you hit the shot. Like, how do you how did you stay so cool after such a big play? Well, like, cause my shot, I expected to make it, so like, I don't shoot trying to miss. Like, every shot I shoot, I try to make it. So I was not like, surprised. I wasn't surprised. And what did you? What was your feel for? I guess. You and the team's emotion through the game because it was just—it just seemed like it was so hard fought, and you just—I guess, just, yeah. How would you assess the emotion that you guys went through through the night? Uh, everyone will stay even keel. Like we know it's a game of runs. You know we're going to run. They're going to run. Just take the punches. Keep going. We make our runs. They make their runs. Try to get timely stops, and just just keep going. Awesome. Thanks. Congratulations. Uh, next, we'll go to Manelo Rodriguez from Tab Deportes. Yes, OG from Puerto Rico. Um, congratulations on this shot. But how do you feel this win can change the momentum of the series, which has been dominated by the Celtics for the first two games? But today, you guys showed more courage, and you guys got the win. How do you think the momentum changes? Oh, it's definitely a momentum changer. Like, well, even in game two, we thought we could have won. We made some mistakes. We felt we could have won that game. So this game, same thing. We just won this game. And just go out, do the game plan, win the next game, and just try to keep winning. Thank you. Uh, next question will be Julio Nieves. Go ahead. Hey, OG, great shot tonight. Uh, as you just mentioned, uh, you kind of kept your cool after you hit the shot. Um, so, um, as you just answered also, um, sorry if I asked you the same question. How would this shot change the momentum of the series? Um, the confidence level has always been there for the Raptors, but now this shot kind of like is a wake-up call for the Raptors, or this will make you guys know that you, you guys have whatever it takes to beat the, the Celtics now. Uh, it's not, yeah, like we, we always felt like we could win. So, like, like we're not surprised we won. Every game we feel we have a chance to win. We didn't play that well game one, but the game two we played well. We just didn't win. Today we played well again, we didn't win. So we're just going to go out there and do the game plan because we're always confident. All right. Thanks, OG. Uh, one more question for you, OG. Uh, last one will go to Andreas Lopez. Thank you. OG, congrats on the shot. You guys had your back against the wall in this series, and you really stepped up to the challenge. 
Do you think that games that go down to literally the last half second like it did today, do games like this bring out the best in you guys as basketball players? Fuck you, fuck you. Do games like this bring out the best of us? Yeah, like we're all competitors, so we all want to win. So we just play to the buzzer. That is OG Ananobi at the end of the game. He had the buzzer beater, 104-103. The Raptors win, cut the series deficit to 2-1 is what the Celtics lead now. OG's line, 45 minutes of action tonight, 4 of 8, 3 of 5 from the outside, 1 of 2 from the stripe. He had uh, two offensive rebounds, eight defensive rebounds for 10 in total, an assist, three steals, two blocks, and 12 points. Very nifty and effective double-double aside from the buzzer beater, which is kind of a Raptors thing now, isn't it? Pascal Siakam had a pretty good game, too, and here he is post-game. Hey, Pascal, on on that final sequence there, like obviously, obviously the play before when, when Boston scored, um, can, can you just kind of take, take me through a little bit like, like what was said in the huddle and, uh, and just like what the mood was like in, there in the huddle? Uh, I mean, we knew we had time to get a shot up. Um, I think, you know, we just wanted to draw a play, um, trying to trying to get whatever's eyes open and, um, you know, small play from, from Kyle, just um, seeing the play develop and, and um, you know, finding OG in the corner. I mean, that was that was a great pass. And then, and then OG, man, that was incredible um, for him to, you know, have that, um, you know, just kind of like state of mind and just being confident and, um, and and making that shot, man. That's big. That's big. Um, we're proud of him. Um, see him working all the time and, and um, you know, we, we asked a lot of him on defense and guarding a lot of different people and, um, going to go out there at the end of the game and make that shot, you know, it was big. Um, so, you know, kudos to OG and, and also great pass from Kyle. Um, like, uh, you, you picked up kind of three early fouls, but like, uh, kind of coach kind of kept you in. Like, what was that speak from, um, what does that say about the confidence that, that uh, Nick has in you to kind of, kind of stay in there without and have confidence you're going to foul, uh, commit a fourth foul there? I mean, I think at the end of the day, I mean, we just had to try whatever we could. And um, obviously, I wanted to get back in the game, you know, but, um, you know, you just got to trust the, the decision. And, um, you know, when I get sent out there with, with three fouls in the second half, you know, I just got to do everything. Um, just can't take away being aggressive, but at the same time, be smart. And um, I'm trying to do that and then try to take, a, like, take another foul. But I can't get in those situations, though, like, um, you know. Obviously, you know, you have to do better and, and, and make sure that you're in the game. You're available to be in the game. Um, can't be, can be sitting out there when the team is with you. And just sorry, just one more for me. But, like, like after a win like this tonight, like, like what does this do for the spirit of, of the team? Needed that. Needed a good win. And I think, you know, we haven't been feeling really, really good, like, lately. And, and that's a big one. It's a big one, a big win. And um, obviously, we, 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 we just worry about one game. And, and that's not always how we worry about the games is, one game at a time, um, you know, try to win the next game, and, and, and that's our focus next game. And, um, and obviously, it's, it's really big that we got this one, and we just got to move forward. Thanks a lot, Pascal. Congrats on the win. Thanks, Stephen. Next question will go to uh, Andrew Lopez from ESPN. Hey, Pascal. Uh, as, as excited as you guys were uh, for, for OG's shot, what was the mood like in the huddle right before that, uh, after the Tice dunk? What, what was kind of the mood right there as you guys were drawing up that play? Obviously disappointed with the, the, the layup, um, and I, and I think for me, I, you know, I'm just in a position where you know I could have taken that away, and and um, just you know I had to make a decision, a judgment call, and and and, and you can't leave the basket, you know. So um, you know that was on me right there, and, and you know after that it was just like man, we have we have an opportunity to get a shot up, um, let's do what we can, 
Um, and 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 obviously, you know, uh, good play drawn and and um, you know, great great awareness from Kyle to find OG McConnell. Did that make the the shot a little bit sweeter for you when uh, when OG shot went in? Yeah, I mean, this is it's amazing, man. That's my guy, OG. Just seeing him, you know, like everything that that he's been through, and then just being that moment, and and for him to take that shot and make it, you know, it says a lot. Um, so, uh, great job, man. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Andrew. Uh, next, we'll go to Ryan Wellstead from the Toronto Sun. Hey, Pascal. Sorry, if this was asked. I missed the first one. Um, but obviously last year there were some really crazy games and probably maybe the craziest, the game three against Milwaukee when you guys were down 0-2 like this one. Did it feel anything like that, like the back and forth and the craziness, the, the Kemba pass at the end and then the OG shot? Just, you know, that one was a double overtime, so I know it's totally different, but just kind of the craziness of it and the pressure of being down 0-2, were there any similarities? I mean, you could say that. Um, obviously, remember last game, I mean, it felt like we played like two hours of basketball in that game. Uh, felt like, you know, um, and, and just – just the back and forth and, and, and the intensity and, and I think they us understanding that this, this is a must win game for us. Um and just, you know, trying to give our best and I think our effort was there and, and um you know and, and you know great execution at the end and, and we got a shot that um you know we wanted and, and, and it went in. So um yeah, that's what I can say. Thanks. Uh, we will do one more question in English from Manello, Tab Deportes, and then a couple in French. Good, good evening, Pascal from Puerto Rico. How do you feel this win motivates you guys, or, or is it more of a game changer, momentum changer because of this win after the first two losses? I think obviously, you know, when you win, you lose, you lose two games, you know, like, um, and we just needed something, we needed something, and, and, and I think that was, you know, just seeing the energy of the guys and um, Winning in a, in, a, in a game winner like that, you know, kind of like bringing you together again and seeing everybody smile and, and be happy. Um, that's a feeling that we haven't had in a while. So um, just to have that, and, and, and I think it definitely helps the spirit of the team. And, um, and, and at the same time, you know, we're professional. We understand what, the, what it takes. And um, I think for us, as long as we give our effort and we give everything that we have out there on the floor, um, we have the guys to make the plays. So um, we just got to continue to trust that, um, continue to move forward one game at a time and, 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 and just worry about the games that's in front of us. Pascal Siakam post-game. He played 38 minutes, 6-15 of shooting, 1-4 of four from the outside, 3-4 of four from the stripe, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal, and a block, and 16 points. And so the game in the series now hinge on the OG shot with .5 seconds left, a 3 from the corner, great inbounds from Kyle. 104-103 was the finals. The Raptors uh, slimmed that uh, series deficit to 2-1. to one. And just to recap that final play, we, we covered this in great detail a couple of segments ago. Kyle Lowry said the final play was designed for Freddie. Siakam was the second option. And this is Kyle's quote. I was just waiting for the right moment. I had to make a precise pass to a heck of a shooter. OG. So that's that's a read and react play. Tom Sterner, former Raptors assistant coach, was on with us, and he pointed out the irony of the offensive play was an old Brad Stevens play, and the defensive setup by the Celtics was an old Raptors defense. So there you go, 104-103. You're listening to Tangerine Raptors Playoffs on TSN 1050 and TSN1050.ca. Look at us, a couple of squirrels going out for acorns. Oh, Ted, I don't think we should cross the road. No. <laughs> don't get squirrely, Susie. Up here, the dirt track is so bumpy, you'll only find Subarus with symmetrical full-time all-wheel drive. And you know a Subaru will always stop for us. See? What did I say? Look at that! Wow! That's nuts! 
fall back into adventure with a Subaru. Hurry in to your local Ontario Subaru dealer for great rates from 0.5%. Smart's going to stay up high, taking anybody coming to the ball. Series on the line, Adam Nolan got it off, it goes! Did it count is the question! OG Adam buries a triple at the buzzer! Oh, yeah, that's the final call on TNT in the States tonight. And it counted 104-103. The Raptors win. Boston has a 2-1 series lead. Just before we get to Nick Nurse, concern about the guard shooting in the last game. Well, tonight, and this is all four of them. And, of course, Matt Thomas only had one shot and missed it. But uh, in total, 50 shots, 25 went in. So 50% shooting from the backcourt. Quite quite an improvement, but of course it's OG that that cans it with 0.5 seconds left, or as time was expiring. Here is head coach Nick Nurse. Had him all the way, right, Nick? He's a cake, Doug. <clears throat> can, can you walk us through the options on that last play? Kyle said that OG was certainly not the number one option, but you draw up stuff that have different places to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Freddie comes wheeling off there um, first. Uh, Mark pins down for um, Pascal. Uh, OG clears out to the weak side. Mark tries to find an open area either at the rim or out, depending on how they play it, if they switch it or whatever. Double, sometimes they double Pascal coming off that. Your team, you know, Pascal didn't have a really good first half or third quarter, played well in the second half. Norm was sort of tough in the first half, but played made two big shots in the fourth quarter. Talk about sticking with those guys and and knowing that they're going to eventually come through. Well, Doug, I think that, um, you know, I mean, you, you, you know our team really well. And, you know, we're not, we're not getting a lot out of normal places right now just for whatever reason. However, uh, there seemed to be some life in the second half. Pascal had a good half. Norm stick, stuck a couple threes. Kyle stuck a couple threes. Pascal had, you know, had some in and out, a little bit, you know, a little bit different than just trying to, you know, uh, anyway, Freddie made some big shots. So, you know, those guys all got to make those. I thought Mark had a great game. I mean, they all got to chip in their little things that we're used to, and we haven't got any of that until the second half. So hopefully we can build on that. Thanks, Nick. I appreciate it as always. Thanks, Doug. Next question goes to Mike Ganter from the Toronto Sun. Hey, Nick. Uh, Kyle was just in. He, he obviously he wants to give all the credit to OG, and you know, rightly so. But I mean, that pass across from where he made it and to set him up so perfectly. Can you just speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, um, there's <laughs> there's not there's not a lot of times that you probably want to. Uh, a six, let's call him six foot one guard taking the ball out of bounds in a late game situation because, you know, you saw what they do. They try to put size on it and limit your vision. We, we would probably do something similar, right? Um, but you say to me, why is Kyle taking it out? I'm going to say, cause he's, he's got some guts, man. He, he going to make a, he going to make a gutsy play every now and then. And OG, I mean, that calm demeanor that never get ruffled. <laughs> I mean, that was perfect for that spot, no? 
Yeah, I mean, there's you know, there's not many not many options there. You got you got to catch and shoot that thing, right? And um, really really happy for him. He 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 played his played his tail off, man. It's nice that he gets a big big kind of big reward for it because he played so hard all over the court. Thanks, Nick. Enjoy the night. Thanks, Mike. Going next to Michael Grange from Sportsnet. Hey, Nick. Um, hope you're well. I mean, you played. Uh, all your guys, I think 24 minutes, uh, maybe Fred played 21, and they were playing so hard in that third quarter. Can you just maybe put into context from your perspective how difficult it is to play at that level of defensive intensity for that long and still somehow able to generate a bit of offense? Well, <clears throat> I think, I mean, that's that's the one thing, Michael, that was that was – We've had a lot of gutsy performances from this crew, right? I mean, that's it's it's kind of what the group is. Or it's you know, there's there's Kyle and Fred and Pascal and Norm. There's a lot of guys that really have fought their whole lives, kind of to get to where they are, right? Uh, uh, amid other expectations, really. But anyway. I mean, we got to the half down 10 and uh, we just, again, weren't catching any breaks and the ball wasn't going in and, you know, the ball was bouncing funny and it was just like, man, to reach in and to reach in and find that <clears throat> gutsiness for that second half and finding a way, even though it was very fortunate finding a way, I I'm not sure that doesn't rank right up there with our gutsiest performances, Michael. And just to follow, I mean, OG shot, mind blowing. But the possession before, maybe both those possessions, the play Kemba Walker made <laughs> was pretty wild. But the the play OG made to keep the play alive, and then Fred gets that lefty layup to go. That entire sequence uh, kind of overshadowed by OG's play. Yeah, um, well, I mean, there was a lot of stuff happening there late back and <laughs> forth, wasn't there? I mean, uh, I think they, they might have got a dunk about three or three straight baskets down the stretch. And and that, I know that sounds really bad and it ended really bad, but I think two of the three, we had them straddling the out-of-bounds line, just about to turn it over, and, and they found a, a you know, late cutter down the lane. Um, and then you're right, I thought Freddie got whacked one way and whacked the other. Could have been an and one on that finish down there at the other end. Yeah, it was a it was a hell of a finish, that's for sure. Thank you, Nick. Thanks, Michael. Next, we go to Eric Kareen from the Athletic. Hey, Nick, uh, you've seen save for one year every sort of big Kyle game. There's been where does that one forty six minutes he played? Uh, where does it rank? Uh, you mentioned the guts. He was obviously a big part of that. Well. I don't know, Eric. He's he's obviously played been such an engine uh, for our franchise, right? Uh, you know, there's been so many incredible regular season performances for him. There's been so many huge ones. I thought, man, you can't you can never ever, if you're a Raptors fan, forget the start of Game Six in the finals last year, ever, <laughs> right? He came out and like just gave everybody a surge of belief on the opening tip and I think today as as hard as it was at times and as frustrated as he was at times he just kept on fighting and playing and I you know, I just got to rank up there man 
Uh, you mentioned Game Six last year. It was a very similar stuff. I mean, not so much the so much the threes, but he was certainly looking for his own shot early on. Did you sense that he sort of was trying to do the same thing again? I guess. Yeah, I did. I did. He actually um, he actually broke a couple of the set calls early uh, <laughs> tonight, which is a good sign, right? You think, oh, you know, you you you're kind of. You know, you, you got an idea where you can get some buckets in the first few sequences of the game, and he just put his head down and went on a couple of them. And those are good because they're they're kind of like, um, well, call them sneak sneak drives. You know, the play's kind of setting up somewhere else, and boom, somebody takes off. So he, he found a couple of those early and got them going. Thanks so much. You're welcome, Eric. Two more for you, Nick. First one goes to uh, Stephen Lung from Sportsnet. Hey, coach. Uh, apologies if this was already asked. I was just in the in the other room. But um, like, like, can, can you take me uh, through like uh, what the mood and the spirit of the team was like in in the huddle after after Kemba like like made that play and and, the, and like uh, Celtics scored there late. Yeah, you know, you know what, Stephen, we weren't. It, it seemed like we um, we we sat down in our chairs and they were ready to get the play. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of like, I mean, we, we did have a file to give and we were trying to use it, but we didn't get it executed. Um, but, you know, they sat down there. When I turned around, they were all sitting there ready for me to give them, give them a play. And I decided I had two in mind and, and decided on that one. As Nick Nurse postgame, some stud performances. I mean, obviously the headline and the game breaker is the final uh, inbounds pass and execution of shot by OG Ananobi, which gives the Raptors the 104-103 win over Boston. But when you look at some of these lines, Kyle Lowry, 46 minutes, 13-23, 2 of 8 from the outside, 3 of 4 from the stripe. He had 6 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals, and 31 points. And as Nick said, he was the driving force. It's remarkable in this game. Uh, early on, I mean, the, these guys played big minutes and nobody fouled out. There were foul problems early in the in the first quarter, for example. Norman got in there because uh, Freddie had a couple of fouls early, and Norman took three in the first quarter and never fouled again. Freddie had five fouls. Kyle had uh, five, and Siakamu had two in the first quarter, wound up with four. So, I mean, there's some real discipline there, and, and you want to talk about discipline. Uh, there's a, a defensive play where Kyle, while he got need in a sensitive area, and Josh asked him about it. Hey, Kyle, c- congrats on the win. Uh, 47 minutes, you took that shot there below the belt late in the game. What What is the feeling like over the last few minutes there? How gassed were you, and where do you summon the energy to push through in, in a game like this? I mean, obviously, I got balls of steel. Um, that's one. Two, um, just trying to win the game. That's where you find the energy at. And, um, you know, that's where that that's what that was, just trying to win the game. No gas at all. My balls are steel, and I uh, just win. And as we detailed earlier, quite a read on the inbounds pass. Uh, option number three was OG, and he found him, and the rest is history. Raptors win at 104-103. Boston has the 2-1 series lead. Thanks very much for joining us on Tangerine Raptors Playoffs on TSN 1050 and TSN1050.ca.